This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Hello, everybody, and welcome to day 650 plus asterisk of the reigning, defending, universal champion, tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, who's always acknowledged at the top of this episode by me because champions recognize champions. Is it 650 plus already? That's insane. There was a sign. On Friday Night Smackdown, it says 650. So I said plus just in case they're an idiot. Mm. Or that sign was made like a few days before. I only said asterisk because I thought you were referring to your own tainted title reign. It's There's nothing tainted about it. We'll and I didn't have the championship for 650 days. I know, but I figured you were embellishing. No, that's an outright lie. This is what you do, Rich, and this is why the basement book of us can't tolerate you. And I, the uncrowned... You can't even let me get through introductions. The uncrowned basement champion would also like to thank and acknowledge our tribal chief in his incredible 650-plus day run as undisputed WWE... Universal Heavyweight Champion of the World Champion. Look, I know we're all very excited, but when you step on my intro, there's going to be a problem. Okay. And you've done that. And now we have a problem (laughs) here. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Basement Booker's Podcast. It's me, Basement Jer, the true champion of the Basement Booker's Podcast, despite Rich DeRiz's incessant complaining and... uh, Staying in lockstep with his actual character. This is not a character assassination by me, Basement Chair, on Rich DeRiz's character. He is doing nothing but showing it. Willy-nilly, out and about. The man should be out there in a trench coat at this point, flashing his family jewels, and being arrested. Flashing my willy-nilly. But that's not what's going to happen, because there's no justice in this world. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Basement Booker's Podcast, taking the time to like and subscribe to the channel. And in order to do that, you got to follow it on your app. You got to write a review. You got to give it five stars. Your review could be, you know, anything good. And that really is it. So be sure to follow the Booker's. Because for every one person that does not follow the bookers, Rich Riz will lose a strand of hair from his head. And as you all know, as longtime listeners to the Basement Bookers podcast, he shaves his head on purpose. But there might come a day, there may come a day that he may want to let it grow and nothing will happen. And you will know that it will be your fault. So be a good humanitarian. Relieve Rich DeRiz of future pain. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And now for fake news about real sports and entertainment, starring Rich DeRiz. All right. We ca- who's just staring at you because you've yet to follow the bookers and share it. The hat he, says it. 
looks at an old picture of himself on his Skype and realize that hair is gone. But you can help. For every new follower, his hair will grow back one little, until it is a luscious mane. What, what, each new follower is one more little sprout. You. One more you, follower is one more follicle. You can plant the seeds in my scalp. All of the chia pets. <laughs> uh, it, it does get smeared on like that, though, I don't think. Follicle the booker. <laughs> Follicle him. All right. So, since MJF's promo last week on Dynamite, the company has made no mention of him, pulled his merch, stopped following him on social media, and he is even being edited out of footage from AEW ads by Warner Brothers Discovery. What does the Warner Brothers Discovery have against Morgan J. Freeman? Maxwell. Oh, this isn't about Morgan Freeman? No. Oh, I thought Max this would be a whole different podcast. Max Freeman. Like, he never did anything. Oh, Morgan Freeman's the man. Max Freeman. He did Friedman. play God. He did. And that, In a movie you know, I didn't that's between him and his creator. That's right. Mm. Anyway, this is just showing. You mean Maxwell Friedman? Yes. Okay. Not to be confused with MJF. It's the same guy. Oh, okay. So it is the same guy. Yes. But he said he took the scarf off. I I know, but it's it's all. This is this is complicated. This is the dedication that they have to this work. I all like right. it. Well, I see what you're doing there. But what if it's not a work? That it is a work. Because they made no mention of him on Dynamite at all. Right. I'm good. I'm assuming Rampage as well. I didn't hear his name at all. All right. I have a theory. That they don't like money? No. So, all right. So, this is just their dedication to the work. Every time they don't mention him lends more credibility to the work. Well, yeah. They didn't even mention him right after the commercial break. Exactly. Well, we'll see if this pays off for them. I don't think it will. Um, I think because of what happened with CM Punk, I think that was supposed to be a key part of what they're doing. I agree. And now they, now they're in a weird area where right now this week, Tony's actually doing the intelligent thing, and that is doing nothing. Yes. By doing something, which you said was you know. The whole pulling his merch and all this and saying that Warner, is, they don't want him on any of the promotional or whatever because of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 a work and it's it's not it's it's a, it's a work that it's actually it's more simple than it is complicated. Right. Because they already set the groundwork with that whole like d- there is an actual Warner Discovery merger that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real thing. And, you know, they might have had some important people out there because they did have... Why Why would Macaulay Culkin be there? Macaulay Culkin was there. Well, weren't they in... A, that was... They were in uh, California. I don't remember exactly where. They were in California. It was their California debut. Yeah, but, you know, the, I'm sure... Unless the executives weren't there and he was just acting. But, you know, there's something to this. 
So is Macaulay Culkin? Well, he's not no, executive. he's just like usually when they load up things with like you know celebrities and shit, they probably pay them to go there, or they comp them and they're like, check this out. Tell yeah. all your famous friends about this. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin needs a fucking free ticket to Dynamite. I, I'm not listen. I'm listen. Not... We all know that Home Alone residuals pay. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's a real thing. I thought that was just for TV shows. No, it's but, it's got to be every time they show it. It's him. So yeah. So every Christmas he gets a big check for like a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's that's got to be great. That's really the dream, you know. You want to make like a TV show. You want the Macaulay Culkin money. You want you want the Macaulay Culkin rub, you know. And if you ask for that in any um, Hollywood uh, massage parlor, and maybe New York, I don't. I think he's lived out here too. Uh, you could get the Macaulay Culkin special. And it's amazing. He's literally like not done anything of note since the Home Alone series. Because he doesn't have to. Right. So. It's ridiculous. Anyway. So, I'm going to read the next bit of news, and then I'm going to circle back to this work and my theory, okay? And it ties the Austin in. theory? Not Austin theory, because it's just theory. Oh. But no. Okay? So, Matt Hardy revealed on a podcast this week. Which podcast? Uh, I knew he was fucking ask that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't put it in here because it wasn't his, but it was a well, podcast. You're, well, you're the one who has to. I didn't even know he had one. Yes, well, yeah, of course he, he has well, one. Yeah, he has a. I a, thought he had a vlog. I didn't know he had a podcast. Whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. He That's was, two different things. He was interviewed this week. You have a podcast, and you don't know it's two different things. He was interviewed. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! Simplify this shit. He was interviewed this week, and that makes more sense. And in the interview, he said. That while Brian Danielson's leg actually slipped between the ring and the ramp a few weeks ago, after the Rampage taping, the struggle to get out of it was a work. And he adds, quote, that's the new kayfabe, manipulating information that people really can't be sure of the validity of. Okay? This sounds complicated. It's not. Complicated in its simplicity, maybe. He slipped... And in the moment that he was down there, he's like, yeah, I'm fine, but let me sell it. And it, like, took 15 minutes for them to freaking get him out of it. Even, you know, like, Kingston came out, and, he, you know, after he was out of it, you know, he showed them. They, they, he could, it's like, you're in front of the crowd, work. Basically. Something real happens, work. Don't matter. You know? I'm going to remember that when uh, the Hardy Boys have... Yet another, I'm sorry, the Hardys have yet another ladder match. And one of them shits their pants because they're fucking old. Oh, we can't tell because they both wear fucking black pants. No, you're going to know because it's going to come dripping down the fucking pant leg. Yeah. Your boy Christian, that's how old they are. Your boy Christian Cage called them the Hardy Boys. I mean, he's known them for that. Yeah. So you can't really fault him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so circling back, right? Let's rewind to Punk's promo. Now, Punk's promo where he said, oh, you know, I, I told Tony I relinquished the title. I don't want to hold the company up, blah, blah, blah. Let's take his injury out of it for a moment, right? What if, except for the whole talking about the injury, talking about relinquishing the title, what if the rest of the promo was like the promo he was originally going to cut that night, right? 
What if he Oof. like he wasn't injured, and he's just out there talking about saying how you know now I'm the champ, I'm the best, I'm the best in the world. I want to prove it. Blah blah blah. I want to face every contender. I want to face every worthy contender that there that there is out there. I want to face the Brian Danielsons. I want to face the John Moxleys because those are the those are the only two names he mentioned. I think if we want to talk quote-unquote long-term for Mr. Distracted by Chinese Tony Khan. Long, the long-term booking here was for Punk to come out and cut that promo. For Punk to go on a, a rather lengthy title run, right? Okay. But during that time, we'd see more glimmers of Punk being a little heelish. Maybe not necessarily actually heelish, but certainly more arrogant, right? Now let's tie in. Punk's record, I don't know it offhand. Let's say it's like 19 and 1, right? Okay. Who's the one? Obviously, right. Morgan Freeman. Right. MJF is the only guy to beat CM Punk in AEW. Wardlow couldn't do it. MJF did it. Now, did you notice the crowd reaction when MJF gave his pipe bomb promo? They cheered, then they booed, then big pop. You know, calling calling Tony Khan a mark, and the whole thing, talk about the ex-WWE guys. If you, as Booker... We're going to sort of do long-term a storyline. Maybe not necessarily. Maybe not an invasion. But if the story you were going to tell is MJF versus the WWE guys, right? Okay. That's how you do it. You make MJF the, f- the hero, the face of AEW. Fighting off the ex-WWE guys and the guy that's hiring them, Tony Khan. Of course, Tony Khan's not going to get in the ring. Tony Khan hopefully will never, ever be an on-air character. But the the unseen, unheard of, imaginary character of Tony Khan that MJF is talking about is doing the hiring, is giving the WWE guys more money, is giving them pretty much anything they want. And... MJF becomes the top face in the company because he is the one defending the company against the WWE guys. I don't like the idea of MJF being a hero at all, ever. Mm-hmm. So that's where you lost me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Maybe if it was somebody else, but it's inconsistent. There's an inconsistency there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I see what you're trying to do. Like he's this like... This AEW hero for the crackheads <laughs> who, you know, the AEW crackheads, have I said, they're, you know, WWE has crackheads too. It's like they'll vehemently defend them against whatever. And, um, you know, and like him doing that, it's like, well, he's standing up. He's a real, he's a real all elite. He's not an all friends. He's all elite, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, Jim Cornette's the one who's, I'm pretty sure he's the one that coined the, fr- the phrase all friends wrestling. Could be. Um, in reference to uh, AEW. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, I'm 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 there, but I can't I can't I can't accept MJF as like any kind of hero. You know, mm-hmm. any he's just bad. Mm-hmm. Like any time he tries to be genuine or whatever, he's gonna fuck you. So mm-hmm. you know. And I, honestly, I do love the consistency of MJF. I I I love everything about MJF's character, about his work rate. That if the if there's any form of camera on him, he is in character. And I think CM Punk is arrogant, by the way. Mm-hmm. So does it, there's no need to pretend mm-hmm. like he is arrogant, right? Yeah, but like he, you, but we know he could. Turn it up a notch. Yeah, but I think he's so arrogant to turn it up any more than that would make it more like cartoonish. Because mm-hmm. he just is that. Like he thinks he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you're the best in the world at like you know, pretending to win a fight. You know, you're the best in the world when somebody like says you're gonna want to fight. You're the best in the world at you know masturbatory. Bret Hart tributes. You're the best of the world for that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why you. That's why you. You were F. You were FTR before you freaking did a stupid thing that you didn't have to do mm-hmm. as a partner to to fucking FTR. Like, like <laughs> of all the ironic things, yeah. and I'm wondering if it's only gonna be a week that they keep this guy out. Like, I wonder how long they're gonna keep doing this with MJF because this guy can't help himself. This guy that people try to refer to as some kind of a genius booker, this like savant, <laughs> you know, like the rain man of booking. Definitely, definitely going over. Going over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be him. You never should have seen that Punk. movie. <laughs> CM Punk. What happened? You never should have seen that movie. <laughs> I should have never seen that movie. Uh-huh. They should have never let me see that movie. <laughs> Uh, fucking Tony. But definitely, but only after Wapner. <laughs> like, the, like the Elon Musk of wrestling. He wishes. I know. Like, because then there'd be some crazy shit going on. Imagine that's his next move. Mm-hmm. I've decided I do not want Twitter. I want all elite wrestling. It's going to be wrestling. Wrestling for guys like me. Finally, you see myself on television. Just. <laughs> open up the wallet all of a sudden like there's no forbidden door it's just everything's there mm. who knows anyway crazy fuck Tony Khan I don't mean that don't send the crackheads after me <laughs> um so I read a theory that uh what's gonna happen now to sort of I don't know I, I, I guess Hangman the theory is Hangman has this little project that he's been given by uh Tony Khan where the deal is he's going to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And basically he'll represent AEW while working in New Japan. Sort of garnering interest and creating the brand over there. While Punk stays here. And like whoever wins the interim championship. Which obviously it's not going to be him. Because he already said he's um, Hangman's going to face... Well, he, Hangman announced it. He said on um, Dynamite he's going to face the IWGP champ at Forbidden Door. Yeah, that's that's really going to get everybody excited. Not here, but in in 
Like the New Japan fans, the people that watch over there in Japan, yeah. You said it, not me. Right. I just said a fact, and you just went, and you just, you know, you went and said all that stuff. Try to apply that. I don't think so. Well, you said, I, I heard a tone of sarcasm. That's you, man. What about the listener? You think I'm being sarcastic? What The way JR would just talk about how great Okada is? Come on, man. He's so great. Mm. He's so great. It's not it's it's the fans who don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't know how important these people are. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, man. So while we're on the topic, I was curious about something this week, so I did a, I did the very minimal amount of digging necessary. I went to Wikipedia. And I have a summary of Hangman's championship reign. Okay? I mean, it's not that long, but please continue. Alright, so he wins the title from Kenny Omega at full gear on November 13th, right? Yeah, who was already beaten by Christian Cage. Right. Okay, for the Impact Championship, thus making it less special, but please. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, meaning, and just, just proving anyone could be Kenny Omega. Alright. Uh, Hangman's first title defense was a 60-minute draw against Brian Danielson at with the Winter is Coming edition of Dynamite. Who? Brian Dan- Oh, Brandon Anderson. There we go. Sorry. I was confused for a second. On uh, December 15th, so a month and change after Full Gear. He then successfully defended against Brian Danielson on Dynamite on February 9th, so that's two months later. He successfully defended against Lance Archer in a Texas death match on Dynamite. I didn't put the date there. I don't know why. A couple of weeks ago or something. Well, it was uh, sometime between February 9th and March 6th. He successfully defended against Adam Cole Bebe at Revolution on March 6th. So four months after, well, I guess that's how just how many pay-per-views they have. I guess there wasn't, uh, I, sh- I should look at their pay-per-view schedule. That actually would have been better here. Anyway, uh, March 6th, successful defense against Cole. Uh, successfully defending against Cole, Texas Deathmatch on Rampage, and then he lost to Punk at Double or Nothing May 29th. That was a total of 197 days. One, two, three, four, five successful title defenses. Not bad. Right, but comparatively, and I should have I should have looked up others. Like, this is the second longest... AEW championship reign. Dude, Second it's choice. barely think... been around. Right. Um, But of five, of five champs, three are former WWE. I, 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 I already went on that rant. Anyway, so that that's sort of just like a brief synopsis of Hangman's reign. I I just want to clarify. I th- Again, I'm not a Hangman guy, but they didn't portray him as strongly as they should have. I I think that Hangman, you know, he's good in his own little niche. I just don't think the way that they portrayed him really made him a champion. Like, he's hanging around with the Dork Order. You know, he's like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, 
if you, if it was somebody who's like a huge Caddy Omega fan and they disappeared, mm-hmm. something happened, they had to go to the war or whatever. They came back home and they find out that uh, Hangman Adam Page is a champion. And the first thing they're going to be like is like, who? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't understand. And then what did he do with it? Oh, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I put on some good matches, sure, but like any time you just you, you name off all these people, and one of them is is Lance Archer, and it's like, well, all right. I like Lance Archer, but he's more like TNT Championship. Yeah, you know, material. But he's another guy that should be featured more prominently too. Yeah, but. There's a lot of people like that, Rich. There's a lot of uh, Brian Cages out there. There's just so so many. He has so many freaking signees. There's so many Swerve Stricklands. You know, yeah. it's just the way the world is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I think like it's gonna be a while before we can see the real uh, repercussions of these hirings. Just picking up anybody that you think is cool. That you once competed against, um, when the when the when there was an actual Wednesday night kind of war, maybe mm-hmm. like a Wednesday night battle, mm-hmm. and like you get all your guys, and it's like, all right, now what do I do? I don't know. Let's just, you know, just go around doing whatever. The only guy that they got from the E, like right now, that's really just like. He's here, and he's going to do what he's got to do because, you know, there's bigger things in wrestling than being a champion or even winning. And, you know, Johnny Elite, the poorly named Johnny Elite, Mm -hmm. because what does Elite mean? Like, maybe you guys should have thought of this. Maybe, (laughs) like, instead of, like, having him be named that, like, after your company, like, you're going to take the definition of the word, and it doesn't mean what you think it means. Mm Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. Because if everyone's elite, no one is. Right. No one is. Yeah. If you're all elite, then no one is, but you're all friends. If everyone's a millionaire, who's rich? You. You're rich. Awesome. Only because my name. Oh. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Alrighty. We have a lot to cover this week. Uh, I, I posted a brief preview on Facebook and then went to my notes and realized, oh, yeah. In your house was this week too, so let's let me finish getting through the news here. And spoiler alert: it is apparently injury season. Yeah, it's a real brander dander. Right. So, so the the face of injury season right now, of course, is Cody Rhodes. Brandy stated on Twitter that he underwent surgery to repair his torn pec on Thursday. She says the surgery was successful. You know, they got that shit duct taped on. He's going to be ready for money in the bank. Probably not. But he thinks he will be based on what he said in that promo on Raw. So, Well, that was before Seth Rollins attacked him. Mm-hmm. So that adds to it. Because, like, if after the pro... After the thing, he's like, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to get to money in the bank. And it's like, okay, you're led to believe that he's going to be able to recover. Mm-hmm. But then Seth Rollins attacks him. So if he is out longer, then you know why. 
Yeah, it's a good out. That's a good out. So that's what that's for. I think the reason they said nine months on SmackDown, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be. I think he might be back for money in the bank. But like I said, he's got to out, and he'll probably just come back at the Rumble. Yeah. Unfortunately. How they keep him special, I don't know. But he will be, you know, like John Cena, he was off TV for a little bit. But, you know, that's a different guy. Graves, he is coming back, though. Gra- Graves had an idea on his podcast after the bell that um, they should chronicle his recovery and not necessarily show it every week, but at least like once a month. Uh, you know, show the, show his struggles, show him like uh, lo- losing hope. You know, the whole show the whole struggle, the whole road to recovery. You know, kind of like RNN, but better. I say you just have him radio silent. Um, social media wise mm-hmm. as much as you can and then you can do those updates but it's like once in a while and it'll be like such a once in a while that you can have the Cody clock basically mm-hmm. so like on Raw like they've been doing before but they've expanded it to different segments mm-hmm. you could have it like stay tuned next week folks because we have an update on the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes and then they'll just, you know, start the clock. And it's like, oh, I got to tune in. I got to see what's going on. What's the progress? What is whatever that thing. Because, like, RNN's different because, like, RNN is like Randy Orton. It's, it's, it's for the time. Mm-hmm. Like, Randy Orton's not as big of a star as Cody mm-hmm. when he was doing that. So he doesn't have to really do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Yes, that's 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 what I think they should do. It's kind of the same, but not really. Mm-hmm. Like it's something to look forward to, something to be like, oh, we're fucking finally, we're gonna hear about what's going on here with Cody or whatever. And it's like, all right, here we go. You know, it'll be funny. If... Uh, I know a lot of things will be funny. Like if somebody would have shit their pants at the top of a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> and then like just like somebody's like under them and then something just drips down the side of their pant leg, oh. you know, and then you, from there on comes the puking. This is gross. It is gross. This is easily the grossest segment on the podcast, probably in history. <laughs> Moving on from that, what would be funny is Cody comes out for the rumble, but like he takes so much time with the Cody Vader and the smoke and getting, getting the crowd riled up, whatever that by the time like, he's not even at the ring yet, and we get the countdown again for the next guy coming out. I think I think you open with Cody. Really? I think you do the first two people, because then you could get the whole presentation going. Because that's what makes Cody special. Uh, he, I, I'd put him at number two, not number one. Okay, yeah, two is good. Yeah. Two is fine. Because it doesn't matter. Like, one, it's like, oh, because at- if it's one, it's like, oh, they're going to give it to him. If it's two, not necessarily. It's like, because the one, like, if especially if it's someone that could go the distance, like, I don't even, uh, whoever. It's like, and the number one has to wait for his whole entrance. He could take his time because the match doesn't actually start until he's in the ring. So the timer doesn't start until he's in the ring. You can do... You could do Finn Balor at number one. Mm, I like it. And then you can have Cody come mm-hmm. out number two. 
Um, that's probably, for a multitude of reasons, that's probably the best bet. Yeah, because you'll get people excited. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty sure, and we'll get into this later, I'm pretty sure by the time Rumble work, works its way back around, the Fed Balor status quo will be back to the way it is. I hope not, and I which don't, is, and I don't which is, think so. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. We but, will. like, I, I, I just I, – with the track record of this company and that guy, I just see it going that way. Yeah, well, let, let's say best case scenario, and Finn's number one, Cody's number two. It would work so well because Finn, Finn can absolutely go. We know that. Um, yeah, and he's wrestled in Japan. Yeah, and I think you have you don't have Finn be the last guy eliminated. You have like make him like. Number twenty six to twenty seven to get eliminated. I don't see him lasting that long. Like you could do upper twenties, and maybe you could have Edge take him out. Yeah, you know, and then have them. And we're we're gonna go by the rich to riz positivity. If things are still the way they are, that you could have it where it's Edge versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and uh, and Cody last eliminates Edge. Yeah. You could have it. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. Yeah, sure. But whoever it is, they'll they'll have something to do. Mm-hmm. Who you could even have it be Seth Rollins. Yeah, you could have because then you could reignite the feud <laughs> again because they want these men to fight until they die, and you're gonna you can have Seth Rollins is number thirty. He's got the number 30 spot. Wow. There, there is, he is fresh as a daisy. This is Seth Rollins at the height of his power currently. He's done being a laughing boy. He's just straight up evil. And he still gets fucking eliminated by Cody. So, just think about what, what headspace that'll put him into. He's going to want to stab Cody in the ear. He's going to want to kill Cody's family. Mm. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Um, that's how angry he's going to be. Of course, we don't condone any of that behavior. I feel like in this day and age, we have to say that because people are fucking stupid and dumb. Right. And I'm tired of Asterisk, it. Asterisk, this is entertainment, folks. Yeah. I bet someone's like, what are you, well, better look up that, you Websters, you fucks. This well, is a... You can feel free to put that in your iTunes review or Spotify. This is a sports entertainment entertainment podcast. Yeah, sure. See, so, yeah, like, that would be the thing that they would do is just have Cody just eliminate Seth Rollins. Like, Cody was number two, Seth was 30, and he still couldn't get the job done. Wow. Yep. Poor fucking Seth. I mean, like he, 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 poor is Cody, a relative term, isn't it? He'd be Cody's personal <laughs> jobber. Well, you know, up until this point, we will give him some wins mm-hmm. against people that aren't Cody. Right. You know, and he's just going to be, and you could even throw that into his storyline, like, on the way there. This will depend. On, it's like, yeah, on the one end, he's taking Cody out. Cody's gone, and it's about him. But he's going to, he can get these wins, but it's like, they don't fucking mean anything. Mm-hmm. They're meaningless. He's chasing the dragon. He's trying to get that feeling of what it's like to just beat a foe that, you know, and it's like he's never been able to beat Cody. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be empty. He's going to be like a thirsty man in the desert. It just he All he wants is a sip of water, but it's just sand. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. Thirsty. Thirsty Seth Rollins. Everything Seth is doing right now is so great, too. You could even, if you want to be smart about it, you could work it into the storyline with, like, real life. Like, he's not home. He's not spending time. He's distant. He's a distant father. Mm -hmm. He's just so fucking... He's like a junkie who can't get his fix because he took away the one thing that he needed to get things right, and that was a win against Cody. Mm -hmm. But because he took Cody out, there's the question, like, am I better? I was done. Okay. I like it. I like it all. I I feel like, like I, I almost want to say, like, this, this poor kid, friggin' Seth and Becky's kid, when she sees them, when she finally grows up and watches all this back, she's like, damn, you guys had no luck on TV, huh? It's like, you, you, you're failures. Because <laughs> they just can't get the job done. Well, she'll just use that for her gimmick. There you go. I don't remember that kid's name offhand. It doesn't matter what its name is. That's right. Uh, continuing with the injury news, Scorpio Sky revealed on Twitter that he went into his match on Rampage last week with a banged-up knee and then ended up straining a muscle, quote, that goes from my knee up through my groin during his oh, match with Dante. Yeah, during his match against Dante and that his, quote, right leg was useless from then on. I guess it's a good thing they're setting it up for Wardlow. Yeah. The next TNT champion. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I get the, what he said, but I don't get it. It's like, do you want to be the champion? Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's nice to have, like, a nice little excuse for him. It's like, why isn't he this? Oh, because he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess because he thinks he can just get it anytime he wants. All right. Sure. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Kurt Get Angle. well soon, Scorpio Sky. Yes. Kurt Angle announced on his podcast he recently underwent double knee replacement surgery. And with a bad back. Is he back, in a wheelchair? And with a bad back, he's, quote, pretty much useless for the time being. So he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. I bet it's like a, like a, like a 1996 X-Men Professor Xavier yellow fucking chair but it's got like the stars and stripes mm -hmm. on the on the dash like on all across the hood of it mm -hmm. you know and it's you know it's got like he pushes a button and it'll play like his theme song and things and so he can remember the three eyes you know and it's better technology mm -hmm. and, and, and it's got a built-in milk cooler yeah it could be worse he could be like captain pike you know, from Star Trek fame. Yeah. Inside a little black thing, just like <laughs> with beeps and stuff like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Almost looking like a, whatchamacallit, a Dalek. Yeah. Good luck, Kurt. You'll be all right. Yep. PWInsider.com that uh, reported that after being abruptly and unceremoniously booted from the Judgment Day, because it is the Judgment Day. Still stupid. Edge is going to work face going forward. FightfulSelect.com added that Finn Balor joining and Edge leaving was always the plan, partly because they wanted Judgment Day to have a supernatural feel, which Edge opposed, though his ousting so soon was a late decision. Oof. 
Hmm. This I I don't agree with this because it makes little to no sense. Like what is the me- what is the message here? Like what is the judgment day supposed to be? That's like, a great question. Right? Because all he's been, from what I can tell, because none of this has been conveyed on screen, that they're, they were a tight unit. Mm-hmm. And all he was trying to do was help them. Right. The story, it's not, yeah. the story, as I understood it, was Edge was taking these talents that have the potential and ability to reach the next level, but for whatever reason, they weren't. Like, they weren't thinking about themselves enough. Like, that was, like, the Rhea thing. The Damian Priest thing, I I don't remember the exact reasoning for him. But that Edge was helping them. So, now, they're, what, a month or two months into the Judgment Day story. They just they just came off a big win against uh, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan on paper. They didn't right? even lose. Didn't even lose. You won the match. And now, you had a conversation with Finn Balor, who wants to join, right? On the, on the phone. I'm assuming it's the phone. And all of a sudden, I, I think I think they said uh, that he that Finn called Rhea. I think that's what was said. And it's like, oh yeah, Edge is holding us back. Now, how is that exactly? It's been like like I said, it's been like a month or two. They won the match, right? What is he holding you back? How? In what way? Holding you back from losing? Holding you back from catering? Now, if 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 she had said, "Well, he promised me I'd be women's champion by now," even that wouldn't make sense because you have you just haven't had a champ a women's champion match. And she's given no real indicator of being motivated to become women's champion. Right. So hold, he's holding you back. From what? Tell me from what. It's just kind of lazy, I think. Yeah. Like, if you wanted to do this, you didn't have to do it. You could have shown some cracks mm-hmm. later. AJ wasn't even on TV. Yeah. You know, Liv Morgan wrestled, but she just went about her business like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, this huge thing happens, and it only affects, like, I don't, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So does the music change? Oh you know, yeah, and that was that own? was stupid too. Is after they kick out Edge, uh, you, you still hear Edge's voice in their music. They'll probably like redo a thing, maybe take that out. Yeah, just take it out. Yeah. It won't. It won't make sense with Finn saying it. No. Um. And honestly, if you wanted to, like, is he the leader? It's another or great question. Or he's just in there. Because then it's like, what? So what? You kicked out Edge because he kept holding you back just to have Finn Balor not hold you back because he's just there because you guys are like a a community. You know, there is no leader. Is it that kind of thing? Maybe you don't like the fact that there's a leader. I don't get that. It's always kind of janky when you have... A faction, and there's a woman in it, you know, because it's like they, the the two of them kicked Edge out, Mm -hmm. I guess. 
And then was it her idea to concerto him? Or was it Damien Priest? Because I, I don't remember who went for chairs. I think maybe I think Rhea brought the chairs in, if I remember correctly, and then Priest actually did the deed. Yeah, I gotta. I need an explanation as to why. Like Finn Balor, you can easily explain. Like that, I kind. I guess it kind of makes sense the way they made it. They the way they uh, explained it to us. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still weird to me. So maybe when AJ comes back next week, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and and they should have also acknowledged AJ's existence, which they freaking just didn't even do. Yeah, right now it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It it just it feels too abrupt. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Page. Page, the actual Page. Uh, announced on Twitter that July 7th will finally be her last day with WWE, concluding her statement with, I'm not saying I'll never be in the ring. That day will most certainly come again, wherever the return may be. Wow. Um, uh, it could be one of two things. I think either she's just done done and she's going to just get that on, that OnlyFans up and running mm-hmm. or whatever and just get crazy on that and just make bank. Or WWE won't re- let me wrestle, but maybe AEW will. Mm-hmm. Or it's just, you know, she's going to make you know money the other way without having to worry about, like, you know, WWE getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or maybe she'll, I don't know, this whole thing about her get, getting back in the ring, like, obviously, we don't, we're not privy to her conversations with her doctors or whatever. But I think if, if Edge can come back, she can come back. Theoretically, like, all neck injuries are different, though. Yeah, but medicine's pretty good. But if that's the case, like, why haven't, why hasn't she been cleared by WWE doctors yet? You know why. You know why, because they're really they're very cautious, and that's fine. But they don't want another like situation on their hands. And 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 you know what? Honestly, it could probably maybe she's a pain in the ass to deal with. She might be. That's possible too. Like we don't know that. We're not privy to that information. Mm-hmm. But, like, judging from the way she is on social and stuff like that, she's got she's definitely a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, I, she's nice enough, but, because I've met her, but, like, you know, you don't really know people. You don't really know a person at a meet and greet, you know? Right. You just, they just, you know, she's just good at acting like she's nice, you know? But I don't know. Um, but maybe she is, but there's got to be a reason. Mm-hmm. She's a very outspoken person, and that that could be difficult to, you know, get your hand head around. Mm-hmm. She also kind of made it clear that she'd be going by her real name, Soraya. It's obviously because WWE owns the name Paige. That's right. That's right, and there's already enough pages in AEW. There, there's so many. There's so many. Hangman Page. There's a Hangman. Page Van Zandt. Yeah. Yep. Yep. She could always just do that or come up with something. She could be Paige Prime. 
You know, who knows? Hmm. I don't know. All right, last bit of news in the happy douchebag column. TMZ reported that uh, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti got engaged in Paris last weekend. Congratulations. Please take a lot of time off of TV. You're an obnoxious couple. Obnoxious couple of fucking annoying people. Yep. Drugstore sellouts. Yep, so that's all for the news at the moment. Obviously, if anything comes up, breaking news while we're recording, I will interrupt Jerry and talk about it. Uh-huh. Wait, what? What? What are you going to interrupt me for? Because, uh, I don't know. Why not? I'm not the one with the map. Map? You're the one that gets interrupted. True. I don't know. Whichever. Anyway, we had In Your House last Saturday. I forgot about it today only because it was just so much. So much. It's been, it's just been a long wrestling week. I even went to a freaking show last night. Um, Outlaw and NWA. Talk about that later. But, uh, first match was the Legado del Fantasma versus Tony D'Angelo's crew. They need a name because the Whack Pack could be the Whack Pack. They're a pack of wacky, fucking caricatures. Yeah. Of uh, mafiosos, I guess mm-hmm. if you want to call them that. What is yeah. it? Uh, dick and balls and fucking. Uh, Tony D'Angelo? It's, or uh, stick and two balls. Ah, okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, you just want to play some stick ball. <laughs> I got your stick and balls right here. What a fucking cockamamie fucking weirdo tag team with a predictable finish. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw it coming. We said it on the podcast. We said it what was going to happen, and it fucking happened. Yep, and I called it, and Electra Lopez is just like, what? Now yeah, what? I, mean, you know, I guess she's you know gotta do the deeds. I don't even remember if she is. was if she was on NXT TV this week. Uh, I could. I think tell she had you. a match. She might have had a match. Well, your guess is as good as mine because I didn't watch it. Mm. That's the only show that I didn't catch this week. All right, I because can... I thought um, I thought Takeover sucked ass. It wasn't even a takeover. It was in your house. Let's take over. You know, uh, yeah, it technically is a takeover. It's like takeover in your house. Mm-hmm. It just they don't have the same effect as they did before. Right. It just hits different. This is like this NXT is. They got great guys there. You know, you got your your Carmelo Hayes and whatever, but it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's let's keep it rocking on this uh, trajectory here. All right, uh, let's see. We had an Alba Fire vignette. Uh, Lash watches. Toxic Attraction attacked Casey uh, and Casey before the match, and then they won. They were retained with a bridge German suplex by Gigi onto Caden after J.C. Jane knock- clocked her from the floor. So little underhand tactics, that's what they do. 
Yeah, look, their their whole like shtick, uh, katana and fucking, Caden whatever, Caden Carter, like look at that. Those names they don't go on the marquee, right? Um, they like we're a real tag. They team. They need a tag team name. Yeah, you're a real tag team, but your tag team name is just your names together, right? You're wow, you you're a real tag team, ladies. You really done it. We're we're all proud of you for that. Mm-hmm. And that amplifies the fact that Tony D'Angelo and his crew need a faction name. Yeah, they're probably gonna call them the 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 families or something stupid like that. Yeah, like the family works. That's fine. Yeah, because um, technically mm-hmm. it's two families. Maybe Dos Familias or something weird like that. Italian, I don't know. Do a- and uh, Familia. Do you have Familia? Well, I was thinking because, like, you know, obviously Legato or Mexican, mm-hmm. you know, so you you combine the two, you know, with the, the I don't know. It's whatever. Don't Probably just La Familia. It's easier. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, tr- Carmelo Hayes defeated Cameron Grimes for the North American Championship. Flying leg drop. I mean, a lot of talent in that ring. Um, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah, it's just, for me, there was just so much going on this week, I don't remember it. Because we also had Hell in the Cell the following night. Yeah, we definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy retains against uh, Sleepy Wendy. Good. Yeah, I don't even know why she got a title match. To be honest, if, being I, honest. if I gave a shit about... Wendy Chu, I'd say she needs a new gimmick, but I don't. I don't know. Anything, I, I don't know anything about this character other than she's sleepy and gets cranky. Well, when you wrestle in your pajamas, you gonna get trapped in your pajamas. Mm-hmm. You know, turnabout's fair play. You just ask it for it. Yeah. Honestly, if you actually treated it like a serious match and you went out there. And and um, you you know took it seriously and dressed like you were gonna wrestle. Maybe you might have had a chance against you know Mandy, but mm-hmm. that's not the case. Yeah. Next up, uh, Pretty Deadly lost the tag titles to the Creeds, and I'm calling it. The Creeds are going to leave diamond mine i thought maybe it would happen on this week's episode of nxt but they obviously want to drag out the story probably until roddy's contract expires and he goes to all friends wrestling (laughs) to be just the other guy the guy that's not adam cole or red dragon i yeah like he'll come in as like a surprise like this big surprise that um everybody's supposed to be super tony khan with another huge announcement yeah, he's like finally completed his set uh, that he's wanting to collect. You know, maybe that's the thing about Tony Khan. Maybe like, maybe if if we if we saw his Pokédex, right? I bet she has a full Pokédex. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I, I think he, he just want... have a full Pokédex, like because you don't ne- they don't necessarily have to be captured to be in it. You I can, I, I, I think he's, he's caught them, them all. I feel I feel like he's he's trying to just sign everyone. Well, if he caught them all, why does he have to sign everyone? Well, he he's trying to catch them all. 
Okay, so that means his Pokedex is not full. Right, but I was talking about like a, his more literal Pokedex, like in the Pokemon games. Oh, well, that yeah, well, you you know, it's a good, it's complete. You gotta complete the thing. Like I did that, mm-hmm. but because he I, he seems like a completionist. We can we can spot our own. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if I want ownership over that guy. He he's weird. But like not in a wet offensive way. Mm-hmm. But it's like you're making these mistakes that and like you want to sit there and shit on Eric Bischoff. He's trying <laughs> to warn you. Mm-hmm. Like he's it's better to learn from the past. Or else you're going to just be doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And who knows what would have happened if Cody stayed and he decided to throw his weight around and what kind of place that would have turned into. Because, mm-hmm. like, if he really wanted to, he could bully Tony Khan. I bet you. Mm-hmm. Like, and these guys, like, I don't know, man. Like, well, who's, he ta- who's he listening to? The Young Bucks? The Young Bucks? I hope not. Is he listening to the Young Bucks? Is he listening to Kenny Omega? Like who's he listening to? Is it just not. his ideas? This is him, right? Are you so. saying? Yeah. Like I, I think the major storylines have a lot of Tony on them, but like the more minor stuff, it's, it's like their own ideas. It's like I don't see what the plan is. You know, I don't see what the plan is for this whole thing he's doing. Because it's like open door, he's got ROH, at least he's got Ring of Honor or whatever. Does Ring of Honor have TV? Is he going to like distribute like, you know, who's going to go where? And a new belt, even. Yeah, a new belt, which I kind of had a feeling they were going to do. It's basically their version of a United States championship. Yeah, All but, Atlantic, but, but it's... Everything's the Atlantic Ocean. So there are two flags on there that... If you're calling it all Atlantic, they don't belong because they don't actually touch the Atlantic Ocean. Did you notice that? You probably didn't. No, I didn't because I didn't zoom in or whatever. There's... But I did. I do. I, it does look like a nice belt. It's a nice looking belt. It, it, it's also a copy of the women's title. That's true. It, it, what flags did they have on it? The, so the two flags that don't belong are Japan and China. Japan, obviously, they want on there, oh, hey, look, uh, New Japan, blah, blah, blah. But it's just Japan. It's not New World. It's just, you know, the country. And China, I don't know why. Um, I don't know. Maybe the CCP owns AEW now. <laughs> like, who knows? Maybe. The way finances and money is. Or maybe they're trying to do what Vince couldn't do. Maybe he's trying to get into China. With that market. Did, did Vince... Well, I know China, getting into the Chinese market was part of the plan, and then the pandemic happened. Exactly. It fell apart. They tried to do that. And, you know, who knows what happened with the India thing. I think as soon as uh, Jinder Mahal lost the belt, they just closed up shop. Hmm. You know? Who were they saying? Um, Not Jinder... Someone Great else. Kali? No, not Kali. There was someone else that they said just opened a wrestling school in India. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't remember. It's not important. 
Well, it would have if it was important. It would have been in the news. It's actually from like two, three weeks ago. Maybe it was this week. Ah, long fucking week. Long week. Let's get let's get through this. Uh, let's see. Pretty deadly. Yeah, yeah. Julius shooting star press tag titles. They're they're gonna they're gonna break out. They're gonna they're gonna leave Diamond Mine and poor Ivy Nile. Uh, she she'll probably leave too. It'll probably just end up being Roddy and you know that's Gable Stevenson's brother, right? That's the other guy, the new guy in Diamond Mine. That's who that is. Mm. I'm like, Damon. Who is this? Damon Kemp. A, at least, at least with him, it's not like everybody else on the program is acting like this is a big deal, mm-hmm. and I have to feel like an asshole because I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, AEW. Mm-hmm. So, at least with this, it's like, oh, okay. Because, because I was thinking, I'm like. But that's not the guy from WrestleMania. Right. But he kind of looks like him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get in trouble for this, so I'm just going to leave this alone. Mm-hmm. And then you clarified things. So that's good. Yeah, I looked it up. That's uh, Gable Stevenson's brother. Interesting that this guy's getting more time than Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson is the bigger name. Uh, now, uh, one thing I don't remember is if, if it's his older brother, then I get it because then like he's already done with college and they're not waiting on anything. Uh, Gable Stevenson is still attending college, still doing the college NCAA wrestling. So they're like, all right, you're signed. Finish your schooling, and then we'll get you on TV and everything. Yay, TV. I want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. Once I finish my school, and hopefully I don't get in trouble. Yeah. Next up was the main event. Braun Breaker, I think, broke through a wall or something. That's the, that's that's how you make an entrance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an exit. I think you should also make an exit the same way, too. Have them patching up the wall and then you just break right through it. Yeah, right? It's like um, a sheetrock, so it's, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And grill press slam, power slam for the win. And retain. Thankfully, Braun Breaker just saved the world. It's a great move set. Yeah. You know, uh, especially if you're going to save the world. Mm-hmm. So, good on him. Speaking of, what did you think of the... Did you see the Black Adam trailer? Yes, of course I did, because I'm basement chair. And I, I know everything that's comic books and movies and things. What do you think of it? And and how and how true does it seem so far from what we know to the comics? It's not okay. Um, let's let's let, let like all right. Look, first of all, look, I'd love to do a, a, a like a real like official like a trailer breakdown or whatever. But really, the the look on my face was the same as like Escobar at the end of that segment <laughs> he was in this week. <laughs> um, let me tell you something. Black Adam is not a fucking hero. Okay. He's a bad guy. He's a villain. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up. So, I don't have any faith in this thing because, number one, it's still another... The Rock is still a victim of his own success because he cannot play any character unless he's The Rock. <laughs> so, he's The Rock, like it looks cool. I'm of course I'm gonna watch it, but the thing is with these pro- these DC properties, it's like you don't understand this character. I like 
it's it's kind of like they call these like it's like is that an official trailer or is it a teaser? Because I think it's an official trailer, but like these days, those things are super long. Yeah, that was only two minutes. So yeah, I, I think it's kind of like a teaser, but then again, it shows so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think it's the Adam they're calling him in that, the giant guy. You know, he could change his size. He's kind of like Ant-Man, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Hawkman. Obviously, we all know Hawkman. Who's uh, that Pierce Brosnan character? That's Dr. Fate. All right. Dr. Fate So that is, explains uh, why I confused him briefly with Dr. Strange. Exactly, because I don't remember who came first. It's kind of like a chicken and egg situation with DC. You know, as you know, uh, uh, Dark Side. I think Thanos was the answer to Dark Side or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, one of those came first. Um, some would argue uh, Dark Side came first, then came Thanos. I don't remember. I'm not looking it up. Uh, have fun looking it up. But <laughs> uh, the the premise is kind of interesting. I just have a feeling it 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 depends on where they decide to go with the storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, Black Adam is he's supposed to be an enemy of Shazam, of Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. Um. Who's, you know, basically Superman, but he's magical Superman. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy Batson, he says the magic words. He says Shazam. He becomes Shazam, Shazam now, you know, because they had to change the name because of the whole rights issue because of the Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Adam was supposed to be he's he was he had the power before him, but he was like, you know, he was bad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he does, they do exist together. And yes, Black Adam is a member of the Justice League sometimes in like recent um, continuity. Like he's been like a sort of kind of like an anti-hero type of thing. Like where he's like, heroes don't kill people. And they're like, I'm not a hero. It's like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You definitely do kill people. But I think what they're going to do is because like it looks like the storyline there is like, you know, his son somehow like you know saved him or whatever like and he's able to live or whatever i think that like maybe he has descendants or something and to protect them and that's why he's gonna be you know such a like be like kind of like a good guy Mm -hmm. like in the comic books he's a king um and there's like a country that he's like king of and that he protects and he'll he'll do anything for them kind of like a like a like aquaman is Kinda. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Like it looks like it'll be fun, but it's not. We'll we'll see what the Rock can do. He's just not. He's like a really bad guy. So um, I, f- I feel like they. Do you like it? Uh, it looks interesting. I feel like they're gonna have kind of a hard time trying to portray the Rock as a villain, yet also as the centerpiece of the movie. Like, how are you gonna? Like, well, he's a good guy in there. I think that's a, that's my issue. Like he, mm-hmm. you, you, you would have to have a movie where he's the villain, and then you'd have to have a movie where he's a good guy. So, if you wanted to do that, but he's 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 got his own movie. Yeah. So, so maybe this is kind of just his origin story, and then they'll show his him more as a villain in an upcoming movie that is more of an ensemble. 
Yeah, he they, they should have had him. They should have did the second Shazam movie first. Mm. They should have filmed it together. And then after the Shazam movie, because then you make it make sense for what happens in the Black Adam movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could just have him in that, in the second Shazam movie. You know, he's a bad guy. This is why he's doing this and that and that. And then you find out about how he got to that. There'll be, like, little sprinkles of that. Kind of like how in The Mummy, they had, he was the Scorpion King. He was a villain in the second Mummy movie. Mm-hmm. And then they made a spinoff called Scorpion King, and you learn about him. Mm-hmm. So I guess they like didn't want to do that because it'd be like, hey, this is similar, where he's the bad guy in one movie, and then he's got his own movie. Like he's barely the bad guy in the second Mummy movie because the main bad guy is still the Mummy guy from the first one, mm-hmm. and he's like at the very end as like a terrible CG creature. That, yeah, you know we all kind of remember. Yeah. So, oh, Doctor Fate. Before I forget, he he's got a helmet, and the helmet is what's magic. Hmm. So like he puts the helmet on, he's Fate. Like there's been multiple versions of that character. It's hmm. like whoever wears the helmet, he's basically like an order. Like he's like the god of order, kind of. I don't know if he's a god per se. But he represents order. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a cool little side quest. Yeah, don't get me started. That's what happens. Yeah, I shouldn't call it a side quest. That's uh, someone else's shtick on their podcast. We still talked about The Rock. We did. We did. It was relevant. So let's switch over to Money in the Bank. Not Money in the Bank. What am I doing? Hell in a Cell. Something about in. God damn it. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a cell. Money in a cell. Money, money. Hell in a case. Hell in a money. Hell hell in a bank. <laughs> hell it could be hell in a bank. Hell in a bank vault. I think there was no pre show match. There was no pre show match this week. Not as far as I know, they just went straight into it. Yeah, there wasn't one for there's never one for NXT, but there wasn't one for uh Hell in a Cell, which was weird. Uh, well, really, they didn't exactly stack the card. Right. Like, the main event was good. It was kind of like good bookends. We're, we're absolutely going to get that. The opening match was a triple threat for the uh, SmackDown. SmackDown? I should have written this down. Women's Championship. You know that I, I keep fucking forgetting who's where. It's Raw, dude. Raw? Okay. Because Bianca Belair is the Raw Women's Champion. Okay. Uh, I just watched the thing. Uh, with Bianca Belair, uh, like an exclusive show, it was like eight minutes, whatever. Um, and she was talking about like the SmackDown Women's Championship at the time. All right. Uh, so yeah, Becky hits the manhandle slam on Asuka. Bianca tosses Becky out of the ring and then pins Asuka to retain. Good finish. It kind of protected both Asuka and Becky in its own way. Kinda. I mean. I don't know how it protects Asuka exactly since she ate the pin. She, yeah, Be- uh, Bianca should have hit uh, something. It protect Becky, mostly. Yeah, Bianca should have hit the KOD on Asuka. Yeah, I don't that remember if she Asuka. took even one. No. Like, she might have, but still, it's like she still took a finisher um, and then just, like, stole the win, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Yeah, I liked it, though. Yeah, I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I thought the whole match was good. Yeah. 
I'm a Bianca Belair fan. I'm just never going to pick. If Becky Lynch is in a match, I have to pick her. Yep. So that's kind of like my Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a backstage segment where Cedric is still hoping to get a job again with uh, the Hurt Business. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. There's no Hurt Business. Right. That sets up the interference sort of in uh, the handicap match. Uh, Lashley, which Lashley wins, it looks like the distraction of Cedric kind of helped him. Maybe it might have. It wasn't. But it, cl- it wasn't cl- definitive enough. I think it still kind of went the way we thought it would. Yeah. You know the whole you set the stipulation. You might as well set the table. Yep. Because uh, as a rule, if you set the table, you go through the table. Mm-hmm. I should highlight where I am. That way we'll get less of these uhs. All right. Uh. Yeah, because I, I, I already... I can still do them. I can still do them. There you go. I, yeah. I, I already got two under my belt so far just in this conversation. Uh, Owens beat Zeke with the stunner. Yeah, that was interesting. I didn't... I. He's still Ezekiel, though. He's still Zeke. Uh, He's still all Zeked out. Yep. He got a little zeked up for his first pay-per-view. Yeah, too bad he didn't zeke and destroy. No. Nah. Oh, good one. I like that. Mm. He should use that, but I don't know. I feel like music is his brother's thing. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't want to inf- you know, infringe on his brother's gimmick there. Yo, Zeke and Elias for tag champs. I, man, that, that's got to be interesting. Like, you know, we'll learn once and for all why Elias walked away from wrestling. Mm-hmm. And what could possibly bring them back? And I guess, you know, becoming tag team, undisputed tag team champions with your brother is really an interesting uh, lure. And then Elias Wright releases an album, which the song, the songs in the album will detail why he decided to walk away from wrestling, what he did while he was gone, and then his return. Well, that could be why he's not there. Like, it takes time to make music. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's trying to feel things out, you know, see where he's at, you know. And it's through song that not only do you understand a person, but maybe it helps the person understand themselves. Mm-hmm. And and wouldn't it be poetic if he inspired his brother Ezekiel to become a wrestler, and while... Elias is away watching his brother. His brother inspires him to come back. Yeah, it's all it's all very convoluted, very very um it's very motivational. Uh it's very very t- tugs at your heartstrings cuz who doesn't who doesn't yearn for family? Mm-hmm. Uh for brotherhood. Uh for for uh, everyone loves a comeback story. Um you know, did he gain weight? You know, is he stronger? Does he have a bigger beard? Uh, is the move set the same? Mm-hmm. Um, these these are questions. Yep. Uh, Moss beat Corbin, as we figured would happen. Theory beat Ali to retain. That was... I can't believe it. I couldn't believe that 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 Ali couldn't beat Theory. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. And, so crazy. And that was the match that tied it up for us. We're, so we're getting to the controversy, the, your asterisk here, right? Listen, I mean, at the end of the day, 
asterisks or no, you know, who's the best? At the end of the day. So, Bookiverse, just so you guys know, in case you're wondering what happened, what we've been doing as a tiebreaker, we are, we kind of, we take a guess at how long we think the main event match is going to go. I forgot to do that when we were giving our predictions last week because I felt rushed because of someone. So we skipped over that. So while the pay-per-view is going on, after the Theory Ali match, I messaged Baseman Jer. And I said, hey, we're tied. We need a tiebreaker. I have my time guess locked in. What do you got? And what I got in response was... Silence. He did not show up to the tiebreaker to properly defend his championship. So I won the tiebreaker by forfeit. However, due to the laws and the rules that we go by for the basement championship, the rules we uphold, I won the match, but I did not win the title. Yeah, Rich DeRiz, because I FTR, okay, and I follow the rules, and I will happily remain champion. Tiebreaker was your idea, this type of tiebreaker in particular. It, it was my idea, however, you know, sometimes shit just doesn't work out the way you want it to, you know, and I think you as an adult, you know, who has, you know, such great uh, brain power... Um, and integrity, you know, can learn to accept that and move on. You mentioned And having... when it comes to money in the bank, mm. you get your rematch. I will give you a rematch at money in the bank. Because you're worthy. You mentioned having some technical difficulties. Yeah, it's called not watching the pay-per-view. Right. All right, I started the pay-per-view... Um, as you know, I am married, you know, mm-hmm. just like you. And uh, sometimes, you know, it, it people take priority, you know, especially because of the week being the way it is. And you guys not really spending, not being able to spend all that much time together because Rangers playoffs game. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So Sunday, you know, something happened and th- th- there we are, you know. But when it's all said and done. Here I am, your basement champion, forever and for always. I didn't want to get spoiled. I didn't want to find out, you know, results by accident. So I didn't, you know, look at my phone. I was just living in the moment. And uh, I think you should all do the same. And I'm going to celebrate. And don't worry, basement book of us, because though I may be going on vacation... This Tuesday, I will be back Saturday morning for the Basement Bookers podcast later on that day. Are you going to watch any wrestling this week before Saturday besides Raw? Are you even going to watch Raw before Saturday? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe on the cruise they'll have like USA Channel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like I'm going to be... You know, 
Well, I'll probably be really busy. But at some point, I'll be in the cabin. If you want to borrow my YouTube TV account, let me know. Yeah, we'll see. I think we have Wi-Fi. So was, I, I might not miss anything, but it's it's about having time to do that. It's like, do you do you really want me to watch wrestling for this wrestling podcast on my vacation? Well, I can probably make that happen because I can probably fit in all that wrestling before the podcast even starts. So we'll see. I fall asleep. <laughs> That's what you're here for. True. I, I could just fill you in on everything in the most boring way possible. I'll probably just hit the Well, highlights. you made that decision, and you shouldn't do that because the Basement Bookiverse counts on entertainment. That's what this is for. It's to entertain. We're an entertaining podcast. We are entertainment. That's, don't forget that yet. Yeah, that's your job. That's your job, to entertain. All right. Speaking of entertaining and whose jobs it is, it was Cody's job apparently to show up. We're up to the main event. The hush that fell over that crowd was palpable. That means you could taste it. Right. What a... The presentation of the injury was literally spectacular. The you know, obviously the the slow removal of the ring jacket, the the coverage of it, looking at it, the the announcers putting it over, the crowd did its job and was hushed. <sighs> Amazing. Now, it's been it's been discussed ad nauseum all week by every other podcast you listen to, but it was Cody's decision to wrestle. The general consensus is if the doctors thought he could have made any part of his injury any worse, they wouldn't have cleared him. I get it. Like in in a way, it's I, I equated it to Shane Douglas's shoulder injury when he had to go get shoulder surgery when he was feuding with Taz way back in ECW. And he basically said, well, anything worse that I do to my shoulder, they're just going to fix when they go in there anyway. So I may as well just keep working. This was a little different in that the pec was torn completely off the bone by the time the match came around. And... That looked gruesome. And Wait a second. Mm. How, like, how much of this do we know is real, and how much of it is sensationalism to put over the severity of the injury? Like, I watched the match, mm-hmm. and it did appear to me. But don't forget that Cody Rhodes went to acting school. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, to me, it was like, oh, shit. This is, like, he could barely do anything. But he did do sh- some shit. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, I I understand what they're saying. But I need to see photos. I need to see x-rays. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Until then, it's like, they're just saying shit. Mm-hmm. You know? They're, they're just from death valleying it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
They're from parts unknowing it. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you what I what I noticed. The bruise, though, for real, legit. I don't think they used makeup or anything like that. I think that shit was fucking real. And I I have I don't have the the photos here in front of me, but I remember at the beginning beginning of the match it was like all purple. Later towards the end, there were spots of new spots of red. Yeah, it got worse. Right. So you, like he's obviously not putting makeup on during the match. Number one. Number two. It wasn't like Darby Alling all over the place, or stinging, or freaking whoever the hell else wears makeup. Jeff Hardy, like that shit wasn't coming off on Cody or on the ring or anything. None of that was makeup. Nah, no, that was all real. They they stop you from bleeding on the outside, Cody, but they can't stop you from bleeding on the inside. That's right, Cody. Swallow those razors. Do what you Oof. gotta do. Um. Graves, uh, was it Corey Graves? Someone, no, um, on Busted Open, they had a doctor on, they were talking to the doctor, and he was basically saying that the the, the discoloration and, and where it is, it's, it looks exactly like what he expects it to look like. Yeah, like what, Triple H had the same injury. Yup. And I've seen that photo, mm-hmm. it's, it's about the same. And Cody's just copying Triple H more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So now, hopefully, he's not like permanently damaged. Yeah, ho- uh, ho- hopefully not. I th- I think if it's what they say, then I don't think there was a possibility of real permanent damage. Like it couldn't have gotten any worse. The only way it could have gotten worse is if he had pulled it also off of the arm, where it connects. But I don't think that's possible because you can't pull it off the arm if it's already off the off the chest bone, off the sternum. And they wouldn't have done the angle on Monday, right? So now that we've talked about the injury, what a match. What a story they told. And obviously the injury was a tremendous part of the story. And hats off to both Cody and Seth. They busted their asses in that ring. They told the story. It was a great... I did not expect it to be even a very good match. This match was off the charts. Even Meltzer agrees. I think this is the. I think I read this is the first five star match he gave w, the main roster WWE since like 2011. It's because Cody's there. Must be. <laughs> She's got AEW freaking rose colored glasses on. If Cody's involved, it's got to be the best. Mm-hmm. And you know they, and it just lays more you know to what I was saying that it's fine. That there's only one Hell in a Cell match at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. You motherfuckers is spoiled. Back in my day, it was one Hell in a Cell, and there wasn't even pay-per-view named after it. It was just fucking there. Mm-hmm. And you did that shit to settle your differences. There was only one Royal Rumble match. There were always a bunch of Survivor Series matches. Yeah, well, that's the whole point of the damn thing. Right. So, yeah. You know, I... I... They could have even done, like, an impromptu Hell in a Cell match. You know, like Moss and Corbin, that's a heated feud. No. Like, they they, they could have brawled to, like, a a no contest or something, and, like, just continue brawling, and they can't break it up or whatever. Adam Pearce comes out, he's like, all right, all right, all right, everyone, everyone, just stop. You guys are finally going to freaking settle this. Lower the cell. 
Yeah, they could. I just don't think they're worthy of a Hell in a Cell match. I hear you, but I I think that's the only. I, ex- like except they for could Lash- do a cage match. Yeah, except for Lashley and Omos, that was the only real heated feud on that pay per view, premium live event. Yeah, like with with Corbin and and Moss, you could do like um, you could do uh, I Quit match. Yeah, well, they have a last laugh match coming up on SmackDown. I think that's gonna end up being like a last man standing rules. I I hope so because the other way doesn't make sense. It's like, all right, whoever laughs last is the winner. And it's just going to be two guys just ha-ha-ing until they pass out. Or just, just telling dad jokes. Yeah, basically. Oh, I hope it's not that. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, they're going to take turns telling jokes. It's like deaf comedy jam, but with like whack-ass white dudes. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, it looks like you're dancing contest. You think you're going there for a match, but no, really, that's what they meant. Like, whoever's, you know, doesn't get any laughs, I guess Corbin's going to lose or whatever. Mm-hmm. Knew that I was going to keep going. They're the ones who shouldn't have got the fight forever memo. Seriously. Um. Hopefully Moss is no longer Madcap. No, I think he's done with that because he's got like new gear. He's got the black trunks. Yeah, they're still calling him Madcap. They just got to they gotta stop that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. He's not even wearing a cap. Mm-hmm. Unless they mean it in like... You know the uh, the tr- the the no lies detected type thing because apparently that's how they say it. Like it's no cap now. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Yeah, no cap means no lie. Yeah, I hate it. Just say that. Just say no lie. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I don't understand that. So like maybe because he's he. I I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. It's gone. So I I, <laughs> I might. I think I have an idea of how that started. So, obviously, like, we know how guns work and everything, but do you remember, this is even old for me, but, like, you know, I had old parents. You remember cap guns? Yeah, I used to have one. So maybe they're, like, no cap. It's like a six-shooter. Like, like it's not a cap gun, you know? Yeah, because it's got an orange cap on the tip of the barrel. Yeah. It's like, nah, you're, you're spitting real shit. Like, maybe that's... No cap. Spitting real shit. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we're definitely not cool enough to keep going down this route. Too fucking old. Yeah, too fucking old. <laughs> uh, raw. Co- that's no cap. Yup. Cody opened Raw, did the right. whole promo. Uh-huh. Says when his daughter's old enough, he wants to show her that match to show her that he wasn't cynical or jaded. He fought one of the best ever. Blah, 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 yada, yada, even while he was injured. Is that the other? Thanks, and I hope I see you come Money in the Bank. And he starts walk, and oh, Co- uh, Seth comes out. You know, your dad would be proud. He is proud of you. Nice little whispering moment. something. Listen, we're gonna do a beat down or whatever. Yeah, get ready. I'm gonna hit you with a hammer or whatever. I'll see you later. So apparently, it's not over. No, it's it's never over. It's not over. That's Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Then the beatdown, then he was doing the thing where he grinds the sledgehammer into the peck. That was nice. Kind of makes sense, even though that's not where the muscle is at the moment. It's where the injury is, probably where the most pain is, but I, mean, I guess that's that makes sense. 
yeah, it's more, 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 more proof that maybe, I don't know if it's as bad as they say. It's weird that they're doing that. Because, like, if they do a beatdown after it, like, it's like, well, you know, how snug, how soft can you be with an actual slash? Yeah, but I, I think it's the other way. I, th- I think it, it's, like he says, that the injury just can't get any worse. Uh, that injury's about to be, hold, be like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if it was partially, if it was a partial tear, they'd have to cancel the match because they don't want you to fully tear it. Because... If it's if it's partially off the bone, it's easier for them to reattach because they already have like the starting point. Mm. Um, but if it's fully off the bone, it's like, well, we just gotta do it completely from scratch anyway. You know, it's so, like if it's partially off the bone, they don't want it to fully come off. But if it's already full off, then listen, whatever, do what you gotta do. Oh, hmm. uh, what you gotta do. See Lashley Veer. There's oh there was the Judge's Day segment that was kind of in the middle of Raw, which was weird. It's a weird spot for it. Well, they couldn't put it at the end because that was the women's um, four way or whatever to determine a number one contender. Yeah, which which uh, Rhea Ripley won. Yep. The Riptide on do drop. So she has to win, right? For this, uh, the ousting of Edge to work, yes. For it to be worth it. Mm. I don't know if they're going to do it, though. Yeah, I I, I didn't see this as the way that they were going to have Rhea Ripley get the match against Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. Because it looked like they were, like I was saying before, that they were kindly like, building up to it. Mm-hmm. So. They still gotta do... They gotta continue the Dewdrop Nikki Ash thing. Yeah. I, who even knows if it's gonna go somewhere? You know, it's like one of those things like, oh, we're interested in this. We're uh, uh, Here comes the Miz. Okay, never mind. <laughs> ADD. Get that storyline, yeah. So you said you didn't see NXT, right? No, I saw some of it. But not all of it. Like I saw like little things. Like I seen the the you know the Escobar and he got really upset. Mm-hmm. And he lost a match because of a crowbar or whatever. But that's all I can really remember it. Mm-hmm. You know they wanted him to cheat. But he's like, uh, it's like he's a bad guy anyway. Like why wouldn't he? Well, Santos has been like Legado's been face lately. Since when? Well, since this feud with Tony D. Okay, so I just saw it as just two heels. Like I don't, there's nothing good about those guys. They're not the good guys. Mm. I guess they haven't really been like they. They basically they turned face in the eyes of the crowd, but they didn't change anything about what they do, other than obviously exactly look at um Santos not wanting to cheat. Which doesn't make sense, because he wouldn't care about that. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like he just doesn't want to win because he doesn't like his new boss, but that doesn't make any sense either. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. 
let's see. Oh, this this Thea Hale thing joining Chase U. I feel like we should have seen Good that. Good for Chase U, bad for her. I feel like we should have seen this coming with the whole, hey, I'm graduating high school thing. Yeah, you got to get into a, some kind of university. Mm-hmm. And also, graduating high school, god damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It shows how old everybody else is. Yeah. Well, listen, they didn't have these kinds of opportunities when we were in school. No, my point being is, oh, it's graduating high school. And then it's like, you're just like immediately, like one one day you feel, you know, one second you're feeling pretty young. Then you hear that and you're like, oh, I was cursed by a gypsy. <laughs> I've been aged. <laughs> so like Cora Jade and Roxy, Roxanne Perez are like veterans compared to her. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've been once again cursed by a gypsy. Yeah. My fucking fingernails just fucking fell out. <laughs> what? It's a joke. It's okay. not really happening. Oh, good. Uh, so that we saw kind of the first culmination of that later on. Bodhi got attacked backstage. Uh, he said it was by. Uh, it was a uh, pretty deadly. Um, and then like he starts crawling to the ring mid match because uh, Andre Chase was facing pretty deadly on his own. So she tries to like tell him, uh, like not like not to go out there. He'll just get hurt more. He says Chase needs them. That inspires her, and she jumps on the apron. She can't get involved in this match. It's not a mixed tag match. But she slaps one of the guys in Pretty Deadly, and this and Chase doesn't get disqualified for it. Well, I guess because she's a woman. But she's not a legal competitor in the match. That's true, too. That is true. I don't know. Unless you're saying, and unless the story that they're trying to tell us is, well, if a guy hits a guy, and if a guy that's not involved in the match hits a guy in the match, it's disqualification. If a girl that's not involved in the match hits a guy in the match, eh, it's just a girl. She didn't really hurt him, did she? Yeah, they gotta, like, if they're gonna do something like that, they always gotta have, they have to bring in a referee as a character. Mm-hmm. He's gotta be, like, a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Well, you just got hit by a dame. Whatever. <laughs> hit the bricks, kid. Dame. Yeah. Like, explain to me, they need to explain to us why that wasn't a disqualification. Yeah, she's just a broad. Mm. That's what he would say. He's like, yeah, she's just a broad. Move on with your life. Yeah. Break Charles Robinson down to fucking NXT. Give him a character. That'll be fun for him to do. Mm-hmm. So Roxy wins the breakout tournament. Oh my god! I can't believe it. I know. Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, your girl Alba Fire beat Tatum Paxley with the senton bomb. Alba Fire, better name than Tatum Paxley. Indeed. <laughs> Alba Fire, better wrestler than Tatum Paxley. This ma- I mean, she's better than most of the women on the roster. Yeah, but, I'll go as far to say as all of them. Yeah, but this match Except was... Except for, like, maybe, like, a, I'll talk about current. Not yeah. like an Io Shirai this, or whatever. This match was a noticeable mess, and Alba Fire almost broke her neck because of Tatum Paxley. 
Yeah, that that would be. I gotta watch that then, cause I don't like that thought. And I'll t- so watch when um. So, at the very end of the match, um, Alba has Tatum set up for the senton bomb. Tatum moves. She like rolls closer to the middle of the ring, and Alba like visibly like shrugs and then goes for it. But like her neck and head hit Paxley before like her body comes down. So it looked like her neck took some of the weight, which obviously isn't good. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. Now, we know she's <laughs> fucking tough. But yeah, she's tough, but damn, I hope after that match she beat the shit out of her. I, Give her a receipt. Yeah, <laughs> like ba- backstage, like, listen, no cameras in here. This is not a work. Go the fuck away. And beat the shit There's out no of her. no cameras in here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You can't do it's that. It's not a work. It's a terrible accent. <laughs> I know. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this, it's either... It's either get in my belly dewdrop or fat bastard. I can't like you know. It's hard to get that sweet spot. That's true. Uh, we finally got the reveal of who Giovanni Vinci is. Okay, take a guess. Don't, don't leave us in suspense here. Uh, is it a clothing brand? No, it's a, it's it's a person and someone that we've seen on NXT TV before. Um. And NXT UK. Oh, that's hard because I'm not good at it. No, NXT it's not because you absolutely know who this is. Uh, is it, it's it's a male character. Yes. Is it Dragonoff? Nope. Is it? But a kid? No. <laughs> you so you were closer with Dragonoff in that Dragonoff was feuding with someone associated with this. Person. Oh, is it Fabian Eichner? Bingo. Fucking knew it, man. Fucking guy can't catch a break. Listen. He does look like he could be that. That that could be his name. Well, he's Italian. Yeah, like so, actually Italian. Yeah, so like he like his he must have ancestors from like uh Romania or something that they moved down to Italy or some shit or whatever the hell. Or like yeah. he's half something. But either way, he speaks Italian. He's Italian. So yeah, Giovanni Vinci. I mean, it's it's another fucking stereotypical name, but Fabian Eichner is a cool name too. But it's his actual name. Yeah, so they couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know if you heard about this, but someone returned to NXT. Oh my God, Apollo! Apollo! <laughs> and he left his accent up on SmackDown because. He is not a king in NXT. Which is stupid because he actually is from Nigeria. It is true. <laughs> but he doesn't have a heavy Nigerian accent. Mm-hmm. So obviously Kofi Kingston was trending all week from for the same Kofi thing. Kofi Kingston. Boo. I, Boo. Boo. I heard about that story again where he was talking about how like it was like a journalist. Mm-hmm. That fucked his shit up. <laughs> like, oh really? Oh man, I thought I was just working. Yeah, it was like um like a UK guy mm. that he did an interview with and he's like, 
well, it's, you know, you do this accent, but you're really from Guyana, so, like, that doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, you know, I'm coffee cakes. And then he put the thing out, and his mom would, like, call him. was like, oh, my God, is this true or whatever? It's like, because, like, his, I think he called, like, his his mother or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. Like, it's a really good story. You should hear about it from Kofi. Yeah, right. It's it's out there. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm surprised I missed yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, what's his name? Uh, General Commander Aziz lost in limbo. No, I think that this is just a different... I'm going to do it the way they, the normies, like, they, they make excuses for things that happen in Marvel movies. It's a different universe! It's a different universe in the WWE universe! So in the NXT universe, he's just Apollo Crews. He was on NXT. He's got no accent. He's just a regular guy. Right, but where's Commander Aziz? He's still with Apollo on Monday Night Raw in a different universe. Because that's another Apollo, the king of Nigeria, whatever he calls himself. Hmm. I wasn't trying to do an accent. I was just saying, the king of Nigeria. Okay. Because he would be... It would really be the king of Nigeria or something like that. I don't know. They have better voices than me. So we we have yet to see Apollo Crews, the king of Nigeria, and Commander Aziz. Exactly. But maybe, you know, I don't know. I didn't do this. (laughs) You know, maybe he's just taking the day off. You know, it looks like Apollo Crews is going to, what's he going to do? Challenge Broad Breaker? Maybe. Nah, he'll probably go for the North American Championship. Oh. That's weird. But why would he go for the the, the championship? If I seen him in a picture with uh, Breaker. I don't know what picture you saw, but he had a match. Uh, he teamed They with... were in a segment together, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, but he, he teamed with Solo Sokoa to uh, face... Grayson Waller. Oh my God! Long term storytelling. Yep. Roman Reigns sent Apollo Cruz because remember Apollo Cruz, you know, before he became king of Wakanda, he was talking to Roman Reigns in his office. Yeah. You don't know what was being said. Mm-hmm. Is that that that's crazy? This is his mission. Wow. See, even see the the head of the table. He sits the, at the head of all tables, mm-hmm. even in Nigeria. Yep. Wow. Nice. Wow. SmackDown felt weird. There were a couple of uh, things. It felt weird because we're tribal chiefless for the third week in a row. Yep. This is disgusting. Well, we know he'll be back next week. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Allegedly. No, I I watched SmackDown. I know what happened, but he was supposed to be on today, and they changed it. Hmm. Oh, he has a scheduled match for next week. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. It's all because of that failure of Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Bloodline really didn't want that match to happen, they could have came out and attacked Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe attack Sami Zayn, get Riddle disqualified. Yeah. But, you know, that's the storyline. Mm-hmm. When Butch Wh- went 
to, I guess, like, surprise Drew and Gorilla on his way to the ring. That was weird. Yeah, um... It was like he, well, was, he was hanging out between the curtain and the stage, waiting And for his Drew. sword was just sitting there against the wall, mm-hmm. waiting for Drew also. Yeah, point down. Way to take care of your fucking blade there, buddy. Well, if anything, he would have a fucking... Um, what's the thing that you put the sword in? Like a scabbard? Yeah, or a sheath or whatever. Yeah, sheath. You'd have something, but he doesn't. So, you know, fake-ass sword anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was strange. That whole like qualified thing was so annoying. Like, it was like neither one of them won, so neither one of them lost. And apparently, all you have to do is intimidate an official to try to like get things your way. Oh, Pierce didn't. Like that's a heel thing, right? But he didn't give them an answer. I know, but they both fucking did it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird that you think that's going to work that way. Yeah, Put Drew, me in the march. Drew Drew should have said, listen, whoever thought this up, this isn't what a face would do. Yeah. Like, why would I, why would I go and intimidate somebody like that? Like, it might be good drama, but that, that's not how it works, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. It's like, I'm a hero, man. That's not how heroes act. Mm-hmm. He- heroes don't demand a spot. Heroes demand a shot to earn a spot. Exactly. So I guess they're just using it as an excuse to get another uh, Drew McIntyre Sheamus match out of the way. Yeah, it's good. Unless they just throw both of them in there. Yeah, Drew and Sheamus are the new Sheamus Cesaro. It's it's really like, you know, because they work too well together. That's the whole issue. Mm-hmm. Their victims are, you know, of their own success. Yeah. Because they know each other so well and been up and down the road, you know, for many years. Mm-hmm. Got their start together and whatnot. So, that'll happen. Yeah. And uh, Lacey Evans, still a face, back on SmackDown. Uh, interviewed in Gorilla. That... The newest addition to SmackDown. Yeah. Less, less of an accent. After being on SmackDown. Less of an accent for her. She's laying on less thick now. Yeah, they're trying to make her John Cena. Because mm-hmm. she does the whole salute thing, too. Mm-hmm. Um, poor Zia Lee. You're just back to just... You're still doing your weird... What are you? What are you? Raiden now? You got the Raiden hat with the katana outfit. Oh. You know, you got a staff now. Well, Graves said something about her having like an electric personality or something. Well, you know, Graves would. Did he say that on his show? I guess no. He's, he, well, he said he made some sort of reference to lightning on her. Uh, like interesting how he's out. not a SmackDown uh, commentator. So you just confused Pat McAfee for Corey Graves. That's weird. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's uh It's cuz I didn't cuz I didn't write it down I have to rely on my fucking terrible memory. Here's how you remember. When you're talking about Smackdown, just say Smackdown. All right? <laughs> you say it that way. And then you'll know that that's the Pat McAfee show. Okay. Okay? Jesus Christ. I got I got to learn how to f- flip a pencil like he does, like Mr. Perfect did. It's McAfee, Michael Cole. You know, that's... Oh, one thing that bugged me, like, because I messaged you, like, if you were, if you had started SmackDown yet. when they, Oh, yeah, you did ask about that. Yeah, they did this open to SmackDown where Cole and McAfee are, like, they're outside the ring standing and talking or whatever. 
And, like, Cole is... They're making Cole very motiony with his hands. I'm like, are you doing a fucking magic trick? What is happening here? It was we just weird. Look, Michael, we just need we need the world to know that you're alive. So if you could move your hands around, <laughs> if you could move your hands around a lot, then you know it was weird. And 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 one other thing. Now, I'm not generally one to. Uh, to say anything bad, negative about anyone's fashion sense. Oh, boy. But when you got a little bit of a pouch in front like I do, like Michael Cole obviously does. Like I do. A double-breasted jacket is not the way to go, Michael that Cole. Kind of, and that also felt to me like somebody's like, you know what I like about NXT? I like what Wade Barrett and the other guy are just standing around. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do that here. Oh, it's funny on on uh, after the bell this week. Also, he mentioned how he got to tell Wade Barrett that his favorite Wade Barrett moment was, or his favorite John Cena moment was Wade uh, was when uh, Cena dumped all the chairs on Barrett at TLC. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a good memory to have. It was great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that like that. A double-breasted jacket does not is it is not flattering for a belly. Yeah. Anyway, I mean it's hard. I mean the best way to fix that is to not have it, but you know it's it's easier said than done. Indeed. Plus thirties. Mm. Indeed. Forties. <sighs> but the woman's right is back. I kind of thought she'd probably have a new finisher. I thought she hit her for real. She might, that she, was pretty good. She might have. Listen, Xylee took out enough, enough freaking people legit, so. That was fucked up, though, like, because, like, she cracked her, mm-hmm. and then for the cover, she had her knee right on her fucking cheek. I'm like, holy shit. She wanted to fucking make damn sure. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Stay down, bitch. I mean, it's not a Walter pin, but what is? Mm-hmm. Indeed. It uh, was great when we, uh, Gunter made, Walter, his name is Walter! Gunta. Made Ricochet S his own D. Mm-hmm. And take the belt off of him. Sure. And he's even leaner and meaner. Yup. Uh, I, I read that, uh, Gunter is impressing a lot of key people backstage. Yeah. In every, like, for everything he's doing. And, like, we've known how great Gunter slash Walter is for a long time. So, yeah. Good like stuff. He's, he's going to succeed where Keith Lee failed. Mm. That's what I think is going to happen. Like, he's going to be able to... He might not be able to do a lot of those things, like the whole, like, chucking people. Like, he could if he wanted to. He could. But but that's not really his thing. Yeah, he, he can't, like... His thing is just big hand. Yeah, he's, he's not going to fly over the top rope. No, but he could do a fucking double, like a drop kick into your fucking chest, like off the ground. That shotgun drop kick. Crazy. Like from a man that size, and then he just power bombs you, and that's a wrap. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that Ricochet is going to get a rematch and just get demolished. I Because he wasn't demolished that much in this match. Mm -hmm. I want Gunter, Valter, whatever. 
to chop someone so hard so many times that their chest ends up looking like Cody's. You got to get him into a match with Sheamus. Yep. Because Sheamus is so fucking white. Mm -hmm. Then that's the best way you're going to get it. Yep. And that would just be the match to have. That would be a kick-ass match. Anything where it's like him and Sheamus, be him and Drew, you know, be him and Bobby Lashley because brands don't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, him, you know, any big motherfucker, it's going to be good. Yep. Even with little motherfuckers, he could do, you know, he could wrestle with all kinds of opponents. It won't be much of a styles clash mm. either. So Toss Gulak and Ricochet around. Yeah, for sure. Um, or Dragunov when he eventually comes. Yep. And, uh, yeah, uh, congrats to Walter winning his first major title, which shows what they think about the NXT UK championship. Which wasn't even mentioned. This it week. wasn't even mentioned. Like, major title. Mm -hmm. So what does the hell does it matter to be the UK champ? For a record amount of time. Yeah, What like, does that mean anything now? I don't know. The argument could be, be, be made of, like, what does it mean to you? Mm -hmm. But uh, it doesn't track. Uh, Ronda Vershatsi, impromptu. It was kind of interesting that Shotzi got as much offense as she did, considering, like, the last time they had a singles match, she was used to uh, beat the clock challenge. Yeah. And the only reason she lasted that long was because she was running away. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, no Aaliyah. I guess she was locked in the, the locker room again. No camera. She's trapped in a different closet. Yeah. Yeah, she's cameramanless, so really there's no way out because of that. No one knows she's there. No one knows, man. They they won't next know. week. They'll be like a skeleton. They, yeah. They, they, well, they won't find it till next week until next year when they come back around for that that same venue again. Yeah. It's like, exactly. oh shit, I forgot about her. Oops. <laughs> uh, Megan talks to Riddle. Kayla. Oh, Kayla tells us that the trainers say the Ronda is seriously injured and might not be able to compete at Money in the Bank. Yeah, it's like a whole conversation that you would have. It looked like a conversation you would have with, like, you know, your server at the Outback mm -hmm. when you say no ice and he's saying ice. You know, it's just that's what it looked like they were having that conversation back there. It yep. was so stupid. Uh, I don't want it. It's like, yeah, but it's not going to stop. You know, money in the bank's like a long way from here. Mm -hmm. And I think they're setting up the. I'm calling it right now. I'm shooting my shot. The winner of the Money in the Bank ladder match is cashing in on a SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm. They're cashing in on Ronda Rousey because they're already setting it up. Well, she's going to wrestle. I guess she's wrestling Natalia at Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a heck of a fight. And she's going to fuck her leg up with the sharpshooter because she shit-talked her sharpshooter. And then, the, you know, the, the, the cash-in is going to happen. You got your built-in excuse. Because, hmm. like, it wouldn't make sense for Raw because it's either Bianca Belair or it's Rhea Ripley. And I really think you got to give it to Rhea Ripley because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because, like, she's got this group. The Judgment Day doesn't make any sense if it doesn't help, if they don't help her win. Mm -hmm. And it's like the argument could be made, oh, well, what about, 
you know, Bianca's husband. He's one guy. And it's like, oh, he's got a tag team partner. Okay. But Judgment Day is Finn Balor. Judgment Day is Damian Priest. And, you know, Rhea Ripley's in the match, obviously. But who knows? They could have another person. But there's your, there's your six-person mixed tag match right there. Yeah. So. And they, it could even be all the belts on the line, too. Get Uzo's in there. That's yeah, it's weird. It's, it's bloated. It's weird. But it's it weird happen since one they day. combine them. The yeah, it out. is. It is strange. Like who knows how long that'll last? Yeah. Either, anyway, because we we don't. Riddle's not beating the Tribal Chief next week. Right. And I heard the Tribal Chief's not even going to be at Money in the Bank. I heard that also. What the hell is what the heck is going on here? I think he's just uh, taking some time because he can. I guess so. I mean, what else is there to do, really? By the way, you th- I like how neither one of us really cares about the thirty-day rule because it's the tribal chief, and we're a bunch of hypocrites. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. So who wins? It's hard to say shit when the guy's sitting at your table. Yeah. When he has a perpetual spot. Yeah. So who wins women's money in the bank, Becky? I think it's going to be because you're not going to separate Seth and Becky. So it's probably going to be Lacey. I think Lacey Evans will win. She'll cash in and she's the heel again. Or she might not be. Who knows? But like, I don't know who else is in the match, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. So like right now, that's all I can say. Mm -hmm. The only participant is her. Mm Mm-hmm. And the graphic showed seven women, which is interesting. All right, let's fill it in. Um, I I don't unless Asuka and Becky both qualify, because that could be a possibility that they could be in the match. Mm-hmm. But I thought they were going to do a like a match, like Asuka versus Becky Lynch is Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they don't do a match, maybe they'll both be in it. They'll probably throw Liv Morgan in there. Mm-hmm. So let's assume that's four. Yep. Um, either Dewdrop or Nikki Ash. I don't know if they'll do both. Because mm-hmm. you still have. So wait, that's five. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, for SmackDown, you could probably get Shayna Baszler in there. That'll be six. And maybe they'll. It's either Aaliyah or Shotzi. They're definitely going to have a match together to see who qualifies. No Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say Alexa Bliss. It's hard because, like, what does she do? Hmm. You know, she was in that match, right? To to qualify. I don't remember. It was a while ago. Because I watched it on Monday, Monday night. I actually fell asleep. I had to wake up and start it again from where I left off. But that's old person problems. <laughs> Um. Yeah, she she just she's kind of just like floating around doing whatever at the moment. Oh, yeah, it's whatever then, I guess. Uh, so I think we got Lacey. Do both Becky and Oscar get both Nikki and Nikki Ash and Dewdrop. Liv and Alexa. Okay. That's what I we'll think. see how it goes. 
Either way, it's fine with me. Mm. Like, there can only be one winner. Oh, what if? Wait, Rhea does Rhea's title match is not at Money in the Bank, right? We don't have an official um when. Okay. The only reason I think Ronda's wrestling there is because they they mentioned that she might not make it to Money in the Bank. Mm. That's the only reason I think it they're gonna do it there. But like it can change. Right. You know, they might as well because you're not going to have a... Un- There's no universal championship match. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as we can tell, because Riddle's not beating him. So, there's none of that. So, you're going to have to do... They might do that because that's the only excitement you have about a potential cash-in is the women's titles matches. Mm-hmm. And it's like, will they even have a tag team match? Because, you know, who even knows, like, who's even can, I guess they're building up on Street Profits versus Usos, maybe? Like, that could be a thing? Mm-hmm, maybe. Oh. I mean, presumably Randy's going to come back at some point. I haven't heard of an actual injury yet. Yeah, I I think he's just doing his whole uh his schedule because I think he's like a he's got a good schedule. Yeah, he's part timer now. Mm-hmm. And it's just to forward the Riddle storyline because mm-hmm. he's very upset. Yeah, so th- you got to think that if the Usos hold on to it long enough, then Shin and Boogs get a, a shot also. Yeah, uh, Boogs will probably make a quick recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll probably be like a surprise return any day now. Mm. Boogs. Uh, let's talk about Dynamite and Rampage. Good. That's a good idea. Good match. Kyle versus uh, Wheeler Yuta. Well, it was yeah. Kyle versus Wheeler. It was the Casino Battle Royale. Kyle versus Mox later on in the night. That's what I meant. I'm fucking ADD. Are we really going to do fucking Moxley as the interim champion? I don't think so. So that means the I, whoever, the the Forbidden Door opponent's going to be the champ? Yeah, so um, who hold on, I have it here the announcement give me a second, I'm reloading it's not loading, there we go Forbidden uh, Door, the winner of the June 8th match between Mox and the Bauer winner will take on the winner of Tanahashi and Goto. It's probably going to be Tanahashi. I think Goto, if that's the person I'm thinking of, is, um, I will just say, past his prime. Mm. Uh, so I think it's going to be Tanahashi. And Tanahashi versus Punk eventually is huge. So they're going to have Tanahashi like be the interim AEW champ? Yep. So I guess he's going to work in America? Yeah. All right. I mean, who's whose podcast? I was listening to a podcast, or I was reading something. I don't remember which. Um, but whoever it was was saying how uh, because they had so uh, last week or two weeks ago, whoever had come out and uh, after Punk said, "Hey, who am I facing at Forbidden Door?" and he comes out and. They were saying that 
you didn't advertise this and you paid to have this guy come over here from Japan because this is the only reason why he's here in America just for this one show and yet he doesn't talk he doesn't have a match do you know how much a domestic not not domestic but a um a coach flight from Japan is today uh two hundred dollars forty four hundred dollars coach <laughs> now you know they didn't wait whoa forty four hundred dollars yep Jesus Christ if that was me I better be living where I got to this is a one-way trip dog <laughs> now so so you know Tony Tony Khan footed that bill he fucking better. Yeah. You know that they didn't fly him coach. He probably sent daddy's jet to get him. He probably did. But even still, it's a lot of fucking money. Fuel. Yeah. Fuel and and attacking the environment, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plus hotel. Plus, obviously, a rental car. Maybe yeah, there's a lot of expenses. Maybe it's a lot of expenses just for him to come out and point CM Punk, who he won't even be fighting yet because Punk did a stupid thing. Yeah, and I hope he's crying more about it. (laughs) Man, oh my god! Like that's a lot of fucking money, man. Mm -hmm. And and it's like and 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 did it. And to and, and think about dollar amounts to ratings ratio, right? Mm-hmm. And it probably didn't make a dent, right? Because because it wasn't advertised. Mm-hmm. And 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 what's gonna happen? People, kids in school, are gonna tell their friends, "Oh, look who came out on blah 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 on, on Dynamite last night." Yeah, who? Blah, this guy. Oh yeah, what do you do? He pointed at Punk. It's like, oh shit, let well, me go to YouTube and see that. No, no one's gonna do that. The alternative could have been, like, a worse version of, like, Tony Schiavone, like, every five minutes trying to tell people that they still have a chance to buy the pay-per-view, like, in the fucking middle of it. Yeah. Like, you, your friends are gonna, not going to want to miss this. They better get back here or whatever. So <laughs> that was because, like, the the basketball game or whatever it was. Oh, you know, I know why. Had but... just ended. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we got a lot of show left for you. Mm. Plus, you know, the replay is always available. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Like, sometimes there's just like, it, it. to me, it reeked of desperation. It's like, listen, a I, wrestling I think fan. Just, I, I think that was just Tony Schiavone. Well, I don't know, man. You get instructions, you carry them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, And remember, after the scrum... And the way you've seen this guy act, you don't think that's something he'd want to keep hammering in? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Tony, tell them. Don't forget to tell them about, the, you know, they can still get the show or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. When Tony's like, listen, man, everybody who's wanted to see this is watching this shit right now. Mm-hmm. So. So we had an, an NXT black and gold kind of segment in the back there with Regal and uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole, baby. That I um, 
that was a guilty pleasure. I did enjoy that. <laughs> I enjoyed it because it's like it's real. It's like you know, I used to teach you guys and whatever. When I'm gonna, it just sucks that Moxie's gonna kick your face in. Or I, we can't say NXT, but everyone knows what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, because if you watch yeah, an exactly. AEW, a hundred percent, you know what NXT is. Yeah, and every time I see Britt Baker and Adam Cole with their little toy belts, it just makes me angrier. There's so many belts. It makes me angry, and it makes not as angry as fucking professional wrestlers taking me out of the fucking show. Okay, mm-hmm. and my problem is with the acclaimed. Listen, listen. Listen, I don't need to know your fucking stance on the Second Amendment. What exactly exactly did he say? Because I don't recall. Basically, he said the only guns that shouldn't be banned are these guys Uh, or whatever. Don't fucking sit there and tell me, oh, no, you're taking that a different way. No, that's, um, you know. That's crazy. Kind of only one way to take that. Exactly. It's like, listen, man, I'm here to fucking see you roll around the straightest way possible, mind you. and With the ass boys. I want you rolling around and scissoring the ass boys. (laughs) Shut your stupid mouth. (laughs) That's, That's you. That's PG Punk. That's I don't give a fuck what your political stance is. None of that. The only politics that you should be concerned about is pro wrestling. Mm. You could fuck off. Fucking ignorant ass. Anyway, I apologize for that outburst. But you know it's what? An escape. So I watched that silly shit for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the contrary to that. Um, of course, you goddamn contrarian. Uh, <laughs> um, I read an interview with Nyla Rose recently, and she said that she does she doesn't want them referencing her gender identity on TV because that's not part of her character. That's part of who. No, it's not part of her character, but her commercials are. Yeah, well, the commercials are separate. Yeah, it's still kind of, you know, she's a heel, but whatever. That's true. I'm a little old school. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so opposite from the acclaim calling that out, oh, uh, that was uh, Max Caster. Um, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I know. But listen. 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 He's stealing from us. He is. We were doing that forever. Yeah. Um, We saw it from Tommy who got it from someone, though. Anyway, doesn't matter. That The, pod, the only people that know that are him. <laughs> That's true. The, the only person that's listening that knows. You didn't have to do that. Nah, I guess not. And you know damn well I'm not dipping it to take that out. I know. You, you exp- I, I can't believe this. You exposed the business. I did. Put, How I, dare you expose the business? I'm sorry. Let me put that shit away. There we go. You bet. That's right. You <laughs> fucking... You keep, I, if I can't expose the business, then you can't expose the business. I've been very nice in not exposing the business. I can't believe you. Sorry. After all the shit we complain about on this thing, <laughs> you go and do the one thing that we shouldn't do. You expose the basement business. Anyway, um, but yeah, look, 
In regards to Nyla Rose, and look, you guys might not believe me when I say this. None of that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't think about any of that shit. She's in a match. She's fighting this person. It's professional wrestling. Right. If what I'm watching, I don't think about that shit at all. Mm-hmm. And that's her point. That's what she wants. If it comes up in a conversation, then we'll 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 talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching something, it's like okay, you know, here's what happened. Like she's hardly even on to begin with. That too. Like she's just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes she's there, sometimes she's not there. Like in that sense, she's kind of kept special as long as she's not fucking dicking around with every Sally and Susan, mm-hmm. you know, to make her matches, like, special, like the talent that she is. Just, in, like, everybody's got their own lane. She's got a lane. You know what, And though? let her stay in that lane and do what she, she does best, and she has been doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she must be the reigning beast of AEW Dark because she's the number one contender. That That's going to come up now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe her and Thunder Rose are going to go. Maybe. Unless she, unless she, she probably go for... Uh, maybe not. How know. does it work? How does it work? It's a great question. Like, I still don't understand that. Like, it was way simpler when it was one belt. Yeah. And now there's two. So does that mean that the second place person is the number one contender for the TBS championship and TNT championships respectively? Because that would make more sense. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Maybe that's why Wardlow's going after Scorpio Sky. Hmm. Because he'd have been the number one contender if Moxley didn't jump ahead that same week against Danny Garcia. Mm Mm-hmm. So if it's in this sense, then whoever's number two would be the number one contender for the TBS championship in the women's side. That would make sense. And then so, like, for for this all-American championship, that means, like, so who's, which is two and which is three, uh, TNT or all-American? Well, all, it's cross-Atlantic. All Atlantic, that's, that's the, it. Yeah, something like that. Like, I've that been abbreviating be, it AA, so. You would have to do it in the order in which they were introduced All right. then. All right, so then. That makes more sense. Why would a belt that just came out have more priority over TNT champions? That makes sense. So, number yeah. one contender on the men's side is Mox. Two is Wardlow. Three, Adam Cole. Bebe. And there you go. Is he in the qualifier or whatever? I don't for know. that? I don't Is know. he even I, involved at all? I, don't, I haven't seen the graphic. Uh, here's my advice. Here's my unsolicited advice for Tony Khan. My unsolicited advice for anybody who wants to hear it. Put the Owen championships where they belong, not on TV, as a trophy at the homes of Britt Baker and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. That's enough of the FTW championship. You want to keep adding belts? Get the BS ones out of there. Just quietly retire the FTW championship once Hook gets it. Mm -hmm. And then fulfill the destiny or whatever 
I'll let you have that. This that that like the, the FTW championship has a special place in the hearts of ECW fans and and you know and me and, and I agree. But it's 2022. We got if the championships are going to be important then they have to be the championships that are displayed. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what the point of all this is unless you're selling replicas of the Owen belts. I guess maybe, but at this point, it's Adam Cole and Britt Baker being important without actually being important. Like, you want them to be champions so bad, you just put belts on them that don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Just to keep them relevant. Like, real champions, championship material, they don't need a prop to make them seem special while being contenders. Whew. So let's go over all the belts that <laughs> AEW has at the moment. World title, is, TNT yeah. title, soon to be the All-Atlantic Championship. That's going to be tough to say. AA, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Women's title, TBS title. Tag titles, okay? We're at six. ROH world title. ROH TV title. Isn't there like a pure? Pure wrestling title. That's Wheelie Yuta. Yep. Uh, what fuck? ROH tag titles. I think I said that already. Oh, so ROH tag pure wrestling. Uh, the ROH championship. Is there an ROH? Yeah, there's the ROH women's championship that Mercedes Martinez has. Yep. Haven't seen her. Yeah. I well, that kind of stuff takes time, right? You know, when did he acquire it? The paperwork, getting the venues. They need, the, like, they just need the, more. The time slot. They need more fucking TV shows. They need more it's, shows. They need. They have a lot of shows. ROH, okay, ROH needs its own <coughs> TV so they can get the belts off AEW TV. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you could have a ROH, like a Ring of Honor, like a YouTube show. Yeah. I mean, like, like, like people, people watching NWA, people will watch that. People watch Dark and Dark Elevation, and you can monetize it with super chats too. Like, people pay money and just to have their shit right on air. Yeah. So if somebody pays enough, you know, and that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm. Uh, There's too many fucking belts. So it's like, it's like he's collecting all the talent, and he doesn't have the TV time, but he, he's offsetting that by just adding more belts. I feel like there's going to be a meeting and it's going to be like an episode of Oprah, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. I know you guys are wondering why I called you here. Now, everyone, these are our champions, okay? We got here, here, you know, is the interim champion. You know, he's a cool guy. Here's my TNT champion, all the champions. Mm-hmm. And now I bet you guys are wondering... What are we doing here, Tony? I want all of you to look beneath your chairs. That's right. That's right. You get a championship. You get a championship. Mm-hmm. You get a championship. Yeah. Everybody's got a championship on this. Here's an Owen. Congratulations, Excalibur. You're a champion. First here time you go, JR. <laughs> oh, so much. This one's for you, Tony Schiavone. For me? And here's your opponent. Oh, no. It's Sting! (laughs) Uh, Tony would lay down. 
Yeah, he, he definitely would have. Uh, all right. Fucking A. Yeah, I know, right? So, rounding out the men, Mox, Wardlow, Cole, Hangman, Jay Lethal, women, Nyla Rose, Dr. Baker, Serena Deeb, Tony Storm, Marina Shafir, who just lost, she has a green arrow pointing up, so that means she actually moved up in the rankings. So she That's strange. She must have had a match on Dark and Dark Elevation to make up for this shit last week. Yeah, it had to be. Uh, and for tag... They don't, they don't do matches where, like... If you beat somebody that's like really good, that you move up twice. No, right? they don't do that. No. <coughs> hmm. And for a tag, FTR, Danielson and Moxley, Hardys, Hobbs and Starks, and the Bucks, who must have been also wrestling on Dark or some shit because, whatever, fuck the Bucks. They should do a double or nothing match. Like if you win this match, you get. You 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 move you you get you move you get two points on it's like winning two matches. Mm. You know that'd be kind of cool. And the loser falls two places. Yeah. So that would be interesting mm-hmm. with the rankings. Uh, I think like most American uh, wrestling fans, I got my first look at Dave Finley. Yeah, when I heard Finley, the first thing I thought was, nah, he's not related to Fit. And then they're all like, fourth generation. I'm like, hold on a second. I'm learning a lot more about Fit Finley than I did. Yep. That's Fit's kid. Did you know that he's like a, that Fit is like a third generation wrestler, I guess? I didn't know that, but I think Fit, like Fit's dad and grandfather, uh, they must have like stayed in the UK. Yeah, maybe. So, like, they weren't WWF, WWF, or anything. Or WCW. Finley. The Finley family been potato champions Mm. for nigh on 45 years. Potato country. Mm. I don't fucking know. I probably offended a shitload of my people. It's fine. Probably. (laughs) Uh, But going back to, like, um, an earlier segment, like, I wish... They told us more about this United Empire crew, Osprey. Yeah, because Osprey's a big deal. Right. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. I just need to let everybody know that you're not the only one who knows who Osprey is. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyone that reads anything about the internet know has heard of Will Osprey. Might maybe not recognize him, but because like staying side by side, like unless they're in their gear. Osprey, Zack Saber. I don't know if I'd be able to tell the difference. Just a couple white. No, dudes. I can. I can. Okay. That's easy. It's easy. Well, like, Osprey's let his hair grow now. Yeah, Osprey in his current form, he looks like more of a character. Yeah. Because I remember him, the first time I remember seeing him was he had his crazy match versus Ricochet. Yup, I remember that. And it was insane and all these crazy things that they were doing. Super jumpy flippy. And it's like, it turns out that Will Osprey's the one who made the smart decision. You know, who would have thought? Yeah, well, career-wise, yes. Financial-wise, I think Ricochet won that one. Well, you know, for some wrestlers, the money's, like, secondary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Being able to do what you want, hone your craft. Yeah. You know, be a, be a big star in a different part of the world. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, it, that's gonna it's gonna vary on the person, and I don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about it. Like some people, they prioritize like looking back on their career and having being proud of their achievements. Others might prefer a stacked bank account to you know leave the ne- their next generation or just to. Or maybe his whole family lives over there. Yeah. Like why leave? Mm-hmm. Like go so far away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's, there's a lot of shit should factor into your decision. As long as whatever you're doing makes you happy, do it. That's it. That's 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 my soapbox rant. Uh, Roses Open Challenge, Marina Shafir, blah blah blah. Wardlow opted not to be in the Battle Royal. We talked about that. This is war. So. They can. I feel like they can stop showing Wardlow walking to the entrance ramp now. Yeah, he's not Goldberg, right? Like obviously that that that's the entire look and feel they were going for initially when they had like the security, the hang. Well, like the handcuffs, not really, but like the security and the silent walk. They wanted people to chant Wardlow the way they chanted Goldberg, and it worked. Now we don't need to see the whole backstage stuff. Like he's it's not... kind of weird that Goldberg has a security detail. Because at least with Wardlow, they're trying to protect other people from him. Yeah, this made more sense. Yeah, it definitely makes more sense. Like, the whole Goldberg thing, it's like one of those things, it's like, it's of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a kid, you're not thinking about any of that shit, you're just thinking, oh, this is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. You know, as a person who's on the Goldberg shirt, you would admit that. Yeah. So, you know, it was just a cool thing. But now it just doesn't fly, and it makes more sense. Right. Uh, Mox and Kyle, we already talked about. Great finish. Great. I, I thought it was a very good match. But I'm big fans of both guys. Uh, I like both guys. But, I, I, like, why does it have to be... Why did... I guess... I guess because Moxley's like, you know, I don't know. Would it really have hurt for Kyle O'Reilly to win the match? You know what I mean? Like to upset Moxley? Yeah, but Mox versus Tanahashi, I think it's Tanahashi. I right? guess that's... Is a, is, a, like, is a bigger match. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, what would him being the forbidden door, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Moxley says that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, yeah, because, man. like, having Mox, he was already the IWGP US champ for a long time. So, new, the New Japan fans already know him. So, yeah, so this it's like, this we were supposed to get CM Punk, but I guess this will do. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I, Moxley is a bigger name than Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you want about, you know, the wrestling styles and who's better in that regard. Um, like I think it's a lot closer mm-hmm. in that. I, I think in ring, I think I like Kyle O'Reilly style better. Saying it slow because it's like, like he's kind of like a shoot fighter. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I think it's better. What Moxley's like a brawler, you know, it's very messy, very frenetic, you know, which has its place, which is also good. But we're talking about wrestling here. Yeah, like watching Kyle O'Reilly fight is a lot like watching one ha- like one competitor in a UFC fight, because he like he has he has the training and he brings that style to his wrestling, 
and he does it really well. Yep. I still want character, but you know. Yeah, sub. I you know, blood from a stone, bro. You're gonna have to <laughs> rely on Adam Cole to provide you the entertainment that involves anything with Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He has an interesting and... look, but Bobby Fish has, a, I think, a more interesting look, combined with you know his the mouth guard thing and his every facial time, expressions. Every time Bobby Fish talks, it's like it doesn't make sense. Like, he doesn't look like he sounds like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it's do. Just, it's, it, it boggles my mind. Uh-huh. As, like, I, why I can't... It, I, it's like my brain can't accept it. It's like, that's not... That's not way, that's not supposed to be the way it sounds. Like, you know, it's it's the same for me a little bit with Damian Priest because he doesn't look like his voice should be that goddamn deep. No, Damian Priest, because I've, I've met people like that. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't... It, that doesn't surprise me. It's just like my only issue is that he's not a good actor, right? Like when I say that, it's it's being respectful because it's like the material he's being given. It doesn't match. It doesn't resonate with him. It it's just not like you can tell because like a lot of times he'll stumble, kind of. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, he, he doesn't talk like that. And I'm hoping going forward that his attitude changes. Not it doesn't have... Like, you can blame, like, like Edge trying to mold him into something he's not. Mm-hmm. And then have him speak more like a regular person would speak. Mm-hmm. And not this weird fucking cult gobbledygook. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, we have yet to see... I just sounded like I was 70 years old. But you get my point. Well, we have yet to see kind of like what kind of supernatural aspects they're going to give the Judgment Day. I didn't think they had any supernatural well, they're, aspects. Well, they're going to. You gonna? They gonna? You think they're going to bring the demon back? Probably. That would have been better. It would fit. If they would have had where it's Finn Balor's music hits and it the arena goes dark mm-hmm. and then it lights and then it's the demon standing there mm-hmm. and then Edge is like just startled and then he just starts beating the fuck out of him. As long as... That would have been better. So I, I have just one... Th- request to add to that. If they're going to do the demon, and if they're going to do the whole headdress of belts thing, make it, like, don't make it so obvious that they're belts. Maybe, like, fill in the holes on the belts. Do you ever notice that, or am I just fucking nuts enough to notice the holes in the belts? Uh, I try not to look so hard. I don't even have to look so hard. I just notice. Like, you see, like, he's got this headdress on, this long shit hanging from it, and there's holes in them. At regularly spaced intervals, exactly like a belt. So it's obviously a belt. Well, how else do you want to do it with the wacky inflatable arm tube man type fringe? I don't know, man. Let's listen. This isn't something that I, I'm just saying. People get paid a lot more than we do on this podcast to figure out. How the fuck to make Finn Balor's headdress? Yeah, um, I, think I don't they know what with something better than belts. Yeah, just do something different. Do something different. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
They can't give him ones, though, because then that's obviously just House of Black ripoff. Yeah, like, we'll have to... Yeah, it's like, it's a lot of, like... There's a lot of similar things in wrestling right now. Mm -hmm. Um... And it's like you can even argue you can't argue who's stealing or what and like sometimes art just it just happens that way. Yeah, because wrestling's been like around just, for over a hundred years now, so how like yeah, everyone's well, stealing from someone. I'm just think no, I'm just think I'm just thinking more recent, dude. Mm-hmm. It's different if it's like, oh, this there was a group like this two years ago. We're talking like months, dude, like a like a few weeks yeah. between them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a this is a little bit different, but I understand your point. Okay, what I'm saying is like, and Rio would fold up Julia Hart in a second. I yeah, and I, I and we hopefully wouldn't have to pay too much to see it. Correct. Now, what I'm trying to say here, if we mess with my fucking frame of thought, is like if you look at what happened with House with the CF the 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 Hardy group. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and even Matt, like, he's like, these young whippersnappers, they don't have any respect. Mm-hmm. You know, they showed him when he got kicked out of his group. You know, it happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are, uh, yet again, on the cusp of yet another Hardy Boys ladder match. <laughs> <sighs> Did you see that meme where it's like, I don't know the Marvel character's name off? It's a DC character. Is that DC? Okay. It's Dr. Manhattan. And yes. Ah, oh, right, right, okay, yeah. 1990, whatever, watching a Hardy Boys ladder match. 2011, watching a Hardy Boys ladder match. 2022, watching a Hardy Boys ladder match. Do you understand why that pant? Why that's like that? Like the like why the sh- the strip? What, do you understand the meaning behind it? I feel like I've seen it before. Beyond that. I mean, obviously, well, this is the passage You probably of time. saw the movie, but it's because Dr. Manhattan exists in all times. Okay. So that's happening to him, like, at the same time. Ah, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's how he does it. Like, when they do his origin, like, he's... He's experiencing all at once. So I did see that movie. I just don't remember the name of it. Rorschach was... It's Watchmen. Watchmen, that's the one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, better comic book, good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking, getting the impression that there'd be a sequel, but I don't think there was one. No, no, no. They did a comic book kind of sequel, but it wasn't good. Uh, it's called Doomsday Clock. And I actually got all the issues to that. Like, I own it digitally. Like, it, it was a long time ago, and it, if I, like, and I got it by issue. Like, if I knew how bad it was going to finish, I wouldn't even bother. Mm. Um, anyway, we are at the two and a half hour mark, Rich Deriz. We are. This is a jam-packed episode. Um, is there anything else you wanted to put in before we, uh... Put a, 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 a button on it. Nope. I think All we're right. done. Cool. All right. So uh, if you want to contact us at the Basement Bookers Podcast, you can email us, basementbookers at gmail.com. Uh, DMs are open on the Twitter at basementbookers, at basementchair, at Rich the Riz. Share your thoughts. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us your thoughts on any of the wacky theories we've freaking spit out so far today. Uh, as far as more social media, uh, I already, we got a Facebook page, we got an Instagram, 
Facebookers podcast on Facebook page, Facebookers pod on Instagram. I don't know why I am just like completely losing my train of thought. Maybe I'm doing shit. All right, hang on a second. Let me get in here. All right, so what? Say you're listening to this here Basement Bookers podcast. You made it. You got to the main event. The finish is here. What do you do? This is what you do. You head over to facebook.com slash basementbookers. That's Basement Bookers podcast is right there. Post whatever. I don't know. Stuff happens. You got Basement Bookers pod on the instagram all right you got basement jr on twitter you got the more popular polarizing at rich to riz there and for some reason you just need to let the actual basement bookers twitter at basement bookers know that you follow the bookers that's where you go if you got like an email check it out basement bookers at gmail subject line Basement Bookers fan mail. If you, you know, we'll read it on air. Uh, but to the emails have to be in before Friday midnight. And then we'll try to read them on Saturday. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. So anywhere you could get a podcast, you could get the Basement Bookers podcast. If I forgot anything, type Basement Bookers podcast into the Google. Now, Rich, send me in. Just a second there. It's facebook.com slash the basement bookers. Just to correct that. And Jerry's got a party message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. And do what the man says. Follow the bookers.